0: Today's episode of Beer with Geeks comes from Academy Rewind, in which Palmer and I and two guests uh, break down the 2023 Oscars. Uh, And so the episode is a little long. It runs almost three hours. And so I know that's a different than our usual format, uh, but I hope you enjoy all the same. Thought Bubble Audio.
1: Up in the sky
2: You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy
0: Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank
3: Who <coughs> uh, are
2: you? I'm
0: Batman I am Iron Man
3: Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man Hi Christopher, I'm Nero My name is Inigo Montoya You're a wizard, Harry
0: A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia
3: Make it so, number one Isn't gentlemen the Beatles? mean the dog in the end Life finds a way I am serious and don't call me sure
0: Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks.
3: It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though.
0: Dot Bubble Audio. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Academy Rewind, the fortnightly podcast where we take a look at the Oscars from years past. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the banshee, Palmer. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. (laughs) Uh, Joining us on our episode of the 2023 Academy Award recap is Lisa from I Love That Movie Podcast. How are you today, Lisa.
1: I'm good. I waved for our listeners. You did wave <laughs> for our listeners. It I just, did notice that. It's an that. impulse. Yeah. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you again for having me.
0: Oh, thank you for coming back. And back for a second time, speaking of people who are back back for a second time, is Jeff from the Current Cinema Podcast. How are you today, Jeff?
3: I am fantastic now that I'm here. Um, I'm even more grateful than Lisa is to be here. More wow. grateful.
1: Wow. Oh, it's not a contest. It's not a contest.
3: But I am more grateful. I'm just saying.
0: Why don't I have a mute button? (laughs) Oh, it's because I'm the host. So you can't. All right. We are here to talk about the 2023 Academy Awards. Uh, We're going to talk about the ceremony. uh, Of course, uh, the 95th Academy Awards. We're mostly going to talk about the Best Picture nominations because that is what this podcast does. Um, Those Best Picture nominations are as follows. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Uh, The Best Picture winner, of course, was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, But let's talk about the ceremony first before we talk about these pictures. Well, what did we think about it in general? It's been a rocky couple of years for the Oscars. Um, and this one seemed to me pretty, pretty normal, pretty tame. It had a hundred
2: percent less violence. It did. Yep. It did um, it also ninety six ish percent? Uh, was was fine except for the bit with Mal- with uh, Malala. Yeah, that was weird.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. Not only was it like
2: him asking the question to her was a little bit weird but then he went back to it which is what made it worse i think that
0: we it didn't know it was a joke thing at first either so like i was expecting real questions for malala and then it oh yeah no joke so like if she was like the third person down the line i would Mm -hmm. like i would like get the bit a little bit more but She's just kind of the wrong person to call
2: out for. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do something like that with someone who's not in the industry, like, yeah, she had movies. She had a documentary made about her that won Mm -hmm. awards, but she's not in the industry. She's not used to riffing. She's like, that's not her thing. Mm -hmm. Like, so stuff like that should have been cleared beforehand. Like, hey, we want to do this with you. This is going to be what it is, yes or no, you know, or just not even do it. Like you have plenty of other people in the industry there.
3: I mean, the, what I, from what I remember, the visual effects winners were not done talking, so you could have just let them finish and scrap the bit. That's my opinion. I mean, the rest uh, of the bit was fine. It was that one yeah. part. And that's, then, that's, that's fair, that's fair. The then Chastain cocaine part was funny. Bear came
2: out for some reason again. Like right. Cocaine Bear was great when he came out with Elizabeth Banks.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: then coming out again, it was like tripling down on this bad idea yeah. of going to Malala
3: right. for a bit. I feel yeah. like Kimmel has this like cringe bit once every ceremony he hosts, like <laughs> at mean, least most- one or two times. I always come away going, "I don't really, I don't really work for me," but, but most other people that, do. You know. But
2: like this was just this really hit the sour note because she's not, she's not an actor. Right. She's not, you know, she's there to, to.
3: I assume Honestly, she was invited by somebody. I,
2: yeah, probably I that, like that worked on a movie. I don't know. I would. I would assume she was probably invited by like the people who won best documentary. Probably oh. because she's because uh, it was also, also a winner. political documentary.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, this would. This be one weird moment, Lisa. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, overall, it, I found the whole ceremony to be pretty heartwarming. And fun. I mean, I love the Oscars. They're like my Super Bowl. And I mean, that means that I have food. We usually have champagne. We didn't have champagne this year, but because it was just me and Nick. But sometimes we've gone out dressed up to watch it. So I always have a good time, as I drunkenly told y'all later that night. Um, but like it was really fun and heartwarming is how I would describe it. And it's surprisingly so different from last year. I think they made all the right calls this year. And Jimmy Kimmel was cringe at times, but I think he was like the right kind of person to have host the Oscars. Yeah,
3: yeah. I I, I sensed that from the minute he was announced. Personally, like when when he was announced, I was like, there we go. I feel like we're back on track already. Like I just I don't know. There was something that just felt right about it. Yeah. Even weird. if even if all the jokes don't land, that's some of them do and some of them are really good. So he's I, kinda
1: like you know. yeah, like goofy and safe and like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you're just like, uh, all right, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like it's like it's weird. Like I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. but every time he's hosted the Oscars, I thought he's been funny and he's been fine. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, there's always gonna be jokes that don't land with everybody. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is, just because of different viewpoints or different life experiences that, you know, sometimes a joke might seem to cross a line in some people's eyes more than others. Mm-hmm. And you can't really you I don't think you can really anticipate that there's but he does a really good he does a really good job at hosting and kind of moving this stuff along. Like his monologue yeah. didn't seem like it dragged on at all. Yeah. Unlike the uh the, the globes.
1: And he's not like too edgy. You know what I mean? Like when you have like Ricky Gervais or someone like that. Right. It's like, well, you're asking for there to be something shocking and yeah. intense life. And I think we all learned last year, as much as people think they want that they don't, you know? Yeah, so I like, agree. how do you stop that from happening? Like you pick the right kind of person, I think for that job.
0: I think there was an era of the Oscars that like, they were trying to find relevance they've always been trying to find relevancy. I finished this book called the Oscar Wars, like pretty much right before, the oscars started so i felt like right like i was like right into the history and it's basically the history of the academy awards but it's told through like these different warring like parties at different points so like like you know like what like um like the academy versus orson wells for citizen kane like and how like right. that didn't win because he was the new boy and he changed the way hollywood worked and they didn't like that the old guard didn't like that so he didn't get anything except for, you know, screenplay. Well, I mean... They couldn't he, ignore it.
2: It wasn't so much he was the young boy. It was he upset the one person that could really make their lives a living hell.
0: I mean, that's all true, but, I mean, he was only 26, so he was the young boy right. in comparison to a lot of those people. Right. But, anyway, the 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 idea is that, like, like, there's always been controversy with the Academy Awards, and I feel like hmm. ho- some hosts of the past would, like, lean into that to stir the pot of that controversy to be reflective of the times that they were in, like, Ricky Gervais or whatever. But then that just – that actually, I think, hurt the Oscars as something, like, almost, like, family-friendly to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know – Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so well, Jimmy Kimmel was – Gervais right never hosted
2: me. the Oscars. No,
0: but – Thank goodness. You know, but, no, right. you know, like, but the, the days <laughs> of, you know, Billy Crystal and Steve Martin and Whoopi Goldberg from 20 years ago, like, those were – those were safe
3: choices. They um, and, they should just have Steve Martin and uh, um, Martin Short just do it. I mean, Amen. Just, As much as they can. I mean, just milk that cow. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Just keep doing it. <laughs> those we, guys we are all, just so see, perfect. We <laughs> say that, but at the same
2: time, we said the same thing about trying to get Billy Crystal back. And the last time he did it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like his his heyday. Like I, no, love you're Billy right. Crystal. But that's why I
3: said both of them because they yeah. both play off each other so well.
2: I do think what the Academy really needs to take a look at, as far as what works, is you don't really have like the safe stand-up comedians anymore, like Billy Crystal and and Steve Martin, Martin Short. Mm-hmm. Stick to people who do, who do entertaining talk shows, because they do this on a nightly basis. That that kind of have to be what they're doing to host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. That's you got to welcome everybody in. You got to keep it snappy. You know, you gotta you gotta make sure you can pronounce everybody's names, mm-hmm. as we've seen in the right. past that that's been that's been difficult. You know, yeah. So I'm I'm happy they got Jimmy Kimmel. I would like Jimmy Kimmel back again. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I,
1: would not,
3: I would not bat an eye.
2: I know how much you know, I bat
3: an eye, bat an eyebrow, bat an eye, whatever. Bad. Yeah, you know
1: what I, I? think that was right, but <laughs> yeah. I think you're I think you're onto something in that they're hosts, right? They make mm-hmm. their they make the people there feel comfortable and warm. I saw a clip of a. Jimmy Fallon the other day that they, somebody asked him something like, do you you hype everyone up? And it's like, how can you really like all those projects? And he was like, well, that's my job. Like, that's why the host is there or the guest is there to advertise what they're doing. And if I don't sell that, if I don't believe in it, then I'm not like doing my job. And so you have, you, you have a really good point, Palmer, that like, if you hire someone that their job is to kind of like make people look good and interview people and be on their side, it's better than when you hire someone's whose job it is to roast people, then you're mm-hmm. going to get the mm-hmm. controversy. Yeah. There yeah. is Did. a reason
0: that Bob Hope was the host for a really long time. Right. So
1: long. Yeah.
0: Like Did. it just yeah. made people feel good. They trusted him. They knew that they were going to have mm-hmm. a good time while he was on stage. And it was light and frothy and
2: we're out. Like it shouldn't be more than that. It doesn't have to be. It's not what we're there
3: for. Right. right.
2: So I know this is, you know, me, Jeff and Lisa, all kind of view the Oscars is our super bowl. And Tim, has a life so he probably doesn't (laughs) doesn't watch the pre-stuff as much so
0: no you're right Jeff and
2: Lisa did you watch any of the um champagne carpet this year not it wasn't red carpet it was champagne
1: oh yeah I noticed that change (laughs) yeah um I did not. No, not because I didn't want to, but I felt like Sunday just snuck up on me, and suddenly it was seven. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I don't know.
3: I, I felt the same exact way. Yeah, I had a lot I, going on that day. I yeah. caught
2: like maybe the last twenty minutes, but there was a very there was a very odd interaction between one of the people that ABC had on the carpet, Ashley Graham. And Hugh Grant. Hugh right? Grant. Yeah, I saw, that. I saw that. Poor I Ashley Graham. Just like any questions she asked him, he was just like. I don't want to say he was being a prick, but he obviously didn't want to be there answering questions.
1: Yeah, I heard he's like that though. Like that's 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 what I heard was that like he hates interviews and he's always going to act like that.
2: Yeah, which is not really a good excuse. But
1: (laughs)
3: which
2: was like like another low point. Luckily, it was before the Academy Awards. Yeah.
3: Yeah. True. That's true. If that's the lowest point you know and the fact that it didn't air on the main broadcast then we're already right. doing way better than we did last year <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and truthfully probably some year and years previous to that yeah um, the, okay. the post
3: this years were weird it was it was just a weird time that was only like Oscars one fan. year
2: wasn't it wasn't that just like the I thought it was two was it i, I thought it was just the pandemic year
1: Oh, no, I, I think you're right. I thought it was a couple of years of doing the hostless Oscar thing yeah. where they had a bunch they were of like,
3: hosts. this is gonna, this is gonna work a lot better. Well, yeah, because wasn't it supposed to be Kevin Hart? And then they said, well, I don't know what to do, even though they had all these other people they could pick from. So they just had hostless again. So I actually found
0: out reading that Oscar book that, that the hostless Oscars is the thing that had already done decades ago. So oh, it wasn't I, even yeah, like a I was new looking idea. looking the
3: history of it. Oh very yeah, very recently, and I I do recall seeing that like a handful of times. But but it's still strange in modern times for sure. It's weird.
0: Yeah, I, I think a good like I mean. Jimmy Cole made fun of the program itself. Like, okay, well, we'll be here for the next four and a half hours, you know, and whatever <laughs> yeah. and like move <laughs> along and whatever. So like I think the a good MC really does know how to like keep things moving and keep everybody engaged and that is a lot of work. Like there is a writer's room and like how to pace things and like all that uh, kind yeah, all that Billy kind of. Stuff.
2: used to say, like, it took a good chunk of his year to get to get the Academy Awards together. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: You know, he wasn't producing it by any stretch, but, like, getting all the material and figuring everything out. Like, that took him a good chunk of the year, which is Mm -hmm. why you see, like, a lot of people pass on it, because they don't have necessarily the time to dedicate to it.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, That being said, I do find it weird how, like, you, like, in our... So this was the first year we had, like, all of these hosts in one in one text chain commenting on the awards as it was going on. That was fun and, for me. Yeah. And poor Jeff was there at like ten o'clock. He was like, this thing's gonna take till one and this and that. But like you can say this about the Academy Awards. It's always gonna run over, no matter what you do, deal mm-hmm. with it.
4: Yeah.
2: But front like once that hits eleven o'clock, they zip at that point. Yeah. They're like, all right, we got five more
3: awards left. We're getting through these yeah. in a half hour. Right. Let's go. I, I respect that about them. And also, yeah. uh, I will say that um, it, it made the academy look super embarrassing when they cut categories and still went as long as they did this year. Like they cut category. I think it was last year, right? No, last year. Cut, this year they had all twenty. They cut like four or some some technical awards, yep. and they showed them to the auditorium before the show, mm-hmm. the official broadcast. And like this year, it was like. I mean last year it made no sense because they went long anyway. That that was the goal was to cut on time because, for once. Because it's always it's not the Academy. It's always the I thought it was. Uh, no so it's the producers? I mean, I mean it, it's the Academy the in the
2: sense of like they're the ones putting it on. But whenever you hear like, Oh, we're the time problem or entertainment, it's yeah. always the station. It ah, is always okay. the station trying to to trying to say, like, we need you guys to do this, we want you guys to do that. Like the not, actual
3: producers of the TV channel or whatever. Right. ABC. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah,
2: you know what? People will always complain about the Oscars being down, quote-unquote, in in terms of ratings, although this year it was
3: up. yep. But it's 12%. always... Yeah, 18 million it's always
1: well, I'm one sure everybody's highest... like, what's going to well, happen this year? Yeah, 12% <laughs> like... up.
3: Everybody's like... But it's we this year always
2: now? one of the <laughs> highest-rated... Shows throughout the year. Yes, it doesn't do NFL numbers on a week-to-week basis, but it's always higher than whatever is going on normally at that time slot for like a TV show. So
0: what what's important about that is two things. One, everything's down. Like they're like fifty million people don't watch the Oscars anymore. Fifty million people don't watch anything anymore. Yeah, yeah,
3: they watch cable. People (laughs) cut cable. Like a lot of people, I did myself included. Right, we just don't have cable anymore you yeah know?
0: so like so you can't like those numbers won't ever come back people are not in infe- fact mm-hmm. pe- people aren't invested in that kind of stuff the same way anymore because there's just more to watch and like whether yeah. you have cable or don't have cable and and all that stuff um but the uh I, i've lost my second point so well i was right. going to throw
3: in there that uh last of us finale aired the same time ish for yep. an hour during the broadcast And that still got, like, 8 million whatever viewers, something that was obscenely high for HBO. uh, Yeah, it was
0: higher than, like, the rest of the show or something
3: like that. Higher than House of Dragon ever did. Like, higher than, like, a lot of other HBO shows. So, like, yeah, people are going to pick and choose what they want. They wanted to watch the Oscars. Like, that's awesome to me. Yeah. And
2: the thing is, even though, like, even with the Oscars, I honestly think you should watch it live if you're going to watch it. You can launch Agreed. anything after the fact, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You can find it on on demand on your cable station. You can find it on a streaming service. You can find—I'm pretty sure you could find the Academy putting up all the Oscars chunked up on YouTube videos.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, when you have that much way to to consume the stuff, it, it's no longer like must see.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I was going to say—that nothing does football numbers. Like, and I think that's yeah, not, not even story. football. Like, yeah. yeah. Like not not goes, anymore. No, yeah. nothing. just yeah. Football numbers. That is America's pastime. So, you know, like that, uh, it's that's it, baseball. You say, but is it? Yes. You No. Know, like, <laughs> like, like, is it? Um, yes. Anyway, it's let's so. <laughs> um, let's talk about um, let's talk about some of these. Uh, let's talk about some of these categories. And um, let's talk about some of these categories. These these movies, these big wins. Um, let's start with all quiet on the Western front because, uh, it won a lot of awards. Um, I think it won seven out of its 11 nominations. Is that right? No, that's everything that's, no, everything. that's everywhere everything everywhere. All
2: We're... at once. Yeah. That's, that's it. Um, it won like three or four, four. It won, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: so it won four nominate four out of its, um, four out of its, uh, categories. Nine. Do you guys have a, actually open what it won? Cause I, uh, I, yes. Just, yeah, score. it won. It won
3: two that we, at least I expected, international and yep. um, cinematography. Uh, cinematography, yes. Uh, and then it won production design, right, and score
2: and score because is- they really loved those three chords.
0: Yeah.
3: So I, so it's funny. So
0: I actually went back today and I was listening to bits of all of the nominated scores because yeah. I was like, I have to know why this is kind of the one that that did it, and honestly like it kind of was the best one just like plainly listening to them and i don't i'm not saying that i i like it i'm not like that i love it but like what it kind of did in the movie i was so like the music's job is to amplify tone and atmosphere and Uh you know all these different things reveal things about characters that the that the script doesn't reveal or the camera isn't revealing it's like you know it's that third component that is really essential to movies when when it's done well Mm -hmm. and i think it really is the score out of the ones that did that the best um i wouldn't call it like the prettiest and i or even the most complicated of piece of music. No, that's Babylon um, is both of those. Yeah, it's, I oh ba- yeah. the Babylon soundtrack is incredible. It's, like I, um, it's I unreal. haven't even seen like, the movie yet, and I listen to the soundtrack. But <laughs> it's so good on yeah, its own. Yeah, but I think, but it is, it is kind of par for the course. Justin Hurwitz, like it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything you wouldn't expect it to do in the movie.
3: Yeah, it's more, it's more jazz, but there's something. I don't know. There's something a little more like tribalistic and throwback about it. That's not like his previous scores, but it is still, you can guess who scored it when you listen to it. If you have any education on composers, film composers, absolutely. You could definitely guess that, but, but yeah, I know. I see what you're saying. I I didn't dislike all quiet score. It's just the fact that like, I loved Babylon so freaking much. It complemented the movie so well. Um, that I was rooting for it. So like, that was like one of the one categories that I felt very passionate about mm. and to see all quiet, get it. I, I wasn't, I was more like, what the heck? Like Babylon was the favorite, at least in terms of predictions and odds and stuff. Uh, I was just more surprised than anything. Um, but I did enjoy listening to the all quiet soundtrack on its own. Um, End of the movie, of course.
0: Yeah. And to Palmer's point about the, the three, bah, 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 the three, yeah. like
2: it is effective. Like it is an right. actual like. Is it though? Because I feel like I've heard that in many other movies before. Sure, it's, it's ja- a very Hans
3: Zimmery thing to
0: it's do. It's Hans Zimmery. <laughs> sure. It's it's, it's yeah. Jaws. It's you know like. But I mean like, like the, the simple, way the way it was done. The way it sounded like motif. Like those
2: know. three exact notes in that exact way in that exact pitch. It's I've it's heard yeah. several places before, and the Academy's always like sticklers for like, well, you know, if it's not original, we don't want to touch it with a ten foot pole.
0: I don't know I don't know I mean obviously they have their rules so it must it obviously cleared them um but maybe
3: it's the fact that Babylon had a song that was about a, a very ex uh explicit song about my girls sure does. Yeah, yeah sure does <laughs> Yeah, they were like, "Oh, I can't, I can't listen." And that's very early in the soundtrack, so they probably were like, "I can't listen to this anymore." Maybe <laughs> I,
0: I do think that it really comes down to like what it does for the the movie, like yeah, in, yeah. in conjunction with everything else, and not on its own. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, that's I feel that's... like Banshees
3: did that better. Then, if if that's the logic oh, yeah, behind the it, yeah, and I'm that... not disagreeing with the logic. Line, but, like, I actually I thought I that like Banshee, Banshee was
0: going to win. That like, that was like my or. Or Fablemans because John Williams Williams, is in his nineties, and I just thought they'd just give him one more for the go. Mm -hmm. But the Fablemans soundtrack is great; the score is Mm -hmm. beautiful, but it's not—it's not truthfully—it's not on par with the other ones. There's nothing.
2: There's nothing like as memorable about it.
3: Yeah, it's very—it's a little too subdued. Like it's very much like I get what Spielberg was directing him to do. Like my mom played piano, so make this a very piano-heavy score. I get that, but it just wasn't. I want when you hear John Williams score you expect a little something more memorable for sure.
0: Part of that I, I feel also came down to his age and just like oh, what yeah, canon is willing to contribute at, at, at certain points and times but um but yeah the the banshees I the soundtrack is incredible like so yes. I and and what it does in the movie is wonderful but I don't know I can see why the vote just ends up being all quiet just because mm-hmm. it it has an effect on the movie which has an effect on the viewer for good or for ill.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um uh Avatar the Way of Water um a- has anybody seen it? Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, Tim. Look at box office numbers. I was, has talking, anybody I was talking about here in this chat. Present company. It's yeah. uh, Avatar's the only one I couldn't get to because it's um uh a week long. And uh, I couldn't get to the movie theater to... (laughs) It is less time.
2: It is less time than... Watch the Oscars,
0: bro. (laughs) In my house. Yeah. (laughs)
3: That's true. That's true. In my (laughs)
0: house after bedtime. You know how hard it is to, like, go to the movies? Like, yeah.
3: For three hours and change? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah, no. It's it's almost impossible. So, I mean, it's not... If the movie's an hour and a half or two hours, it's absolutely possible. But you add that third hour on... And I don't have a problem with long movies, but like now where I am in my life, it's impossible to watch a long movie in the theater. It gotcha. requires, it's too many moving pieces all at the same time.
1: Well, so. I don't have that going on and I still didn't see it. There you so go. I have no excuse.
3: Lisa has an anti-Avatar agenda. Let's be real. I kind of do. really does. <laughs> I
1: kind of do. I won't Even more than me. And
3: I'm, and I'm pretty loud about how I don't really care about the first one that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pomeru upset uh, Lisa that it only... will,
2: Lisa will never forgive them for uh, M. Night Shyamalan having to change his movie of the god-awful live-action version of the anime. Yeah, but last time yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I haven't even watched that one. Isn't that I didn't crazy? think so. It's technically think so. not really an anime, by the way.
3: Yeah, it's definitely Western <laughs> animation.
1: Yeah, but it's good. I mean, I've heard it's really good. Um,
3: it is quite
1: I, good. I just... Yeah. I didn't see it. I think three hours... I have trouble finding that much time to sit down and watch a movie. If I'm honest, I watch um, every in, movie in parts that, yeah. now.
0: It's just I don't like the only the only movie I watched in one sitting for this like entire lineup of movies is Top Gun Maverick because I saw it in theaters. Every other yeah. one I saw in parts.
1: So, Cameron was not there, right?
2: He was not. He, he was not. I mean, he's in production of two more Avatar movies right now, so.
1: Yeah, but. is that I what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you
3: never know. He's. I mean, Tom Cruise
1: wasn't he comes there. Comes across. Yeah. He's, yeah, that's true, he, but he, he thinks comes, very highly
3: of himself. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like it sure. was bitterness, but I don't know.
3: Yeah, we see. I can say he's not going to say probably.
1: Yeah.
2: Like you can, you can have that opinion. Which is, which is fine, but it's just one of those, like, like, is like, aside from people saying that, like, why would you think that?
1: Um, Like him not being there because of bitterness. Well, just like the reaction that he had the last time he didn't win and when his, like, ex did win, like, I don't know to me that has like changed a little bit how i view him and hmm. to be clear that would never stop me from seeing a movie a director made it's just an observation
2: let's not forget they got divorced so she did take half his money so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not saying i'm not saying he's right to be angry at, at her but <laughs> i could always see like that skewing your 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 argument about somebody
1: I mean, again, like, if I wanted to see the movie, then I would see it, and that definitely wouldn't hold me back. I just don't have a big interest in Avatar, but um, him being a baby, I mean, some of my favorite directors are huge babies, and I don't care. So that wouldn't stop me.
2: It's really, the question is, what do you have against Smurfs?
1: (laughs) And I just, I don't even know, like, I could come up with, like moral reasons which i feel like is something the internet does a lot where they feel like they have to come up with like a righteous reason that they won't watch a movie but mm. i'll just be honest if i'm it's just popular. not interested <laughs> yeah
2: like if if the movie isn't popular then they can not like it and not care but yeah that's true When something makes like billions of dollars when they refuse to see it for whatever reason and i'm not saying like people who have moral reasons against it aren't justified i'm willing there are some people who say that, and I'm like, do you really have moral
1: yeah, things against of,
2: it, or are you just regurgitating it. somebody else?
1: Yeah, or it's like, or you could just not like it, and, like, nobody gets hurt if you don't see it. Yeah, like, you don't have to like You don't it have to it. justify it.
2: Right.
3: Just a movie. You can just have bad taste in movies like Jeff. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I will say about a Vader, uh, I used to have a coworker that said Avatar like a Vader. Anyway, uh, I will say that's amazing. That <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> like that's not. I love um, that. You know what? I'm not even going to correct you. That's hilarious. Just keep saying it that way. That's funny. Um, but anyway, when it won visual effects, I was like, yeah, no, I mean that was obvious. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, having seen the movie in 3D, high frame rate, like whatever the best picture possible, um, that was my main takeaway. Of the movie was, well, yeah, this is the best visual feast I've ever in- encountered in my lifetime. Like, it's clearly like clearly gonna win that award uh and deserve to um so i wasn't like you know i wasn't like one of those haters or whatever that uh as much as i try to pretend to be for palmer's sake uh i'm not like one of those haters that's like i hope it loses you know yeah
0: um we didn't actually talk about all quiets like as a movie like what did you guys think of all quiet on the western front i'm gonna be perfectly honest i found it really boring yeah, and it was I, really. Yeah, yes, I could not get into it. And the only time it actually wrapped me into it was when they're like the war's over and it's the armistice and they're all all the soldiers are standing there and the and the general is like, "Okay, we're going to go back out and it's not over till eleven. So why don't you just go back out there and keep fighting because you know like show them what Germany's made of? You guys go one like, last time. Yeah, one last time. That is and when, the good guys here, guys. Yeah, that's when the movie really like that's when it it it. It really captured my attention, um, but it—I it, thought it was beautiful. Like it was, it was so well shot. It was like really, yeah. like it was really, it was. It looked great. It like historically accurate. Blah blah blah. I get <laughs> the story. I've read the book. Like I so like I, the movie just didn't do anything for me. But Palmer and I have talked about this a lot on the show. It takes a lot for me to like
2: a war movie. Like
0: oh,
3: a lot. Okay. Okay. Especially
2: like... nowadays, where like, okay, yeah, it was shot. It was shot really well. I'm not going to take that away from it, but it didn't really add anything to, to war movies that I've seen in the past that were just much more interesting.
1: Well, then you guys watch a lot of them because they are sort of a favorite they are a staple. Of... Oh yeah, the war shows. Yeah. And I will say that before I saw it, I had the same attitude going in. I would say like. I felt like, well, I feel like World War One is like the new World War II. Totally. Like, I feel like for a while, we only saw World War II as like the most exciting, the most polarizing war. Everyone knows who the good and bad guys are. But World War One exists more in the gray and I think kind of mirrors more the political climate now where things mm-hmm. are really tense and not great and we're kind of trying to examine life now under that lens a little bit. And I think that's interesting but I agree with you that Sometimes with war movies, it feels like, well, what more is there to say? Like that's, I I was like, I walked into it going, I feel like these are just like Oscar favorites where it's like everyone likes reliving this experience for some reason over and over. It's very emotional. It's like safe. It's like the safest, I think, male oriented thing to examine. Like for some reason we don't examine emotions and men a lot unless it's a war movie mm-hmm.
4: um or, Good so was, Hunting.
1: or yeah or that one about the guy that i'm not going to say the right title anyway uh, but um, men. <laughs> yeah no it, i can't remember what it was called it was uh the one with the affleck brother but anyway manchester, um, see.
3: manchester?
1: yes yes Um, but I was thinking this time when I was watching it, I did find myself very interested. I thought visually it was really captivating too. Like I selected it, um, for like best makeup because I thought there were some really like iconic looking scenes where he would like the main character had like all the mud on him and things like that. It just looked very striking and there was a lot of beautiful cinematography. And so I felt like those aspects of the movie made the movie more interesting to me, than a lot of other war movies. But at the same time, like plot-wise and everything else, it was like other war movies I'd seen yeah. before. What
0: I think is the a downside of it, the movie uh, the movie being an adaptation of, of an older book is that war movies, since All Quiet on the Western Front came out, the, the book came out, have just been copying the perspective of All Quiet on the Western Front because it is the first – apart from maybe the red badge of courage it is really the first of its kind to be like war is bad here's the terribleness of it quite literally in the trenches mm-hmm. you know and so uh um the the glorification of of war um was you know very popular you know can, can still be um top gun maverick um and so (laughs) uh, it's like propaganda right and so in it in its uh in its own way so but because we've now seen that for a long time like you get the original version of it and you're like well i have seen this before because it's been copying that it's been copying that idea for a long time already
1: i thought the uniform thing in the beginning oh my gosh you you meet that first guy and then Mm.
3: Dude, you no, know, yeah, I thought that was like, very floored me, and then I was like, okay, movie, you got me exactly. Like, I, yeah. I,
1: that pulled me in, and, yeah. and you know, if I had read the book, then maybe it wouldn't pull me in as much. But mm-hmm. not knowing that was coming, and yeah. then having that perspective for the rest of the film was really good. And I was like, oh, none of these kids are gonna make it out, huh? Like, that was like my <laughs> yeah, first thought, I was like, oh, yeah, like this is gonna end really bad. It had the way that they do it
3: though mind. is like so especially when you compare it to the other one that did win best picture, the other all quiet adaptation, which is American version of it. Very weird. Uh, But uh, um, with the way that that ended where he's like, I'm going to draw this thing and be like, you know, haphazard and and get shot in the head. Um, This is like, no, he's in, he's doing, he's following orders. He's, you know, he's going in and he's going to have that final battle or whatever for the, for the country. And um, it's still a shocking death, but we obviously we know it's going to happen because we've seen the, a lot of us have seen the other version of the movie, um, but still, when it happens, I'm like, "Oh, oh no!" Like it was just, and then the way that they shot it, um, where they had him kind of sit there, almost like he could have just sat right back up and at any minute, um, and he looked strangely at peace. It, it was, yeah, that's a haunting movie for me. Um, that movie yeah. really made an impression on me. Uh, it reminded me it.
1: a little bit of like the Hurt Locker, like how at the end of the movie you know he goes through all this horrible stuff but then he's yeah. having trouble like picking out a cereal right and that's kind of how i felt like the soldiers were it just it ruined them you know right. the the horror that they saw they could not go back to to um civilian life it right. it seemed like yeah and i like that I felt aspect like...
3: of hurt locker for sure yeah, absolutely yeah. and, and then, i i think the ending too like uh uh to, where where it the movie ends and then it has like those statistics about all the deaths and how nobody really gained any ground and stuff like that almost made me emotional like this movie yeah. I don't, it definitely impacted me a little more than you guys i'm sorry but uh no no i'm sorry i'm glad that you liked
0: <laughs> it there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. that's fine
3: yeah. yeah sorry lisa go I, ahead I didn't oh no that. i was
1: just gonna agree with you in that like i felt like the characters in the film they go out and they are told to do what they're doing but it also kind of felt like emotionally, at least, the main character. I mean, I think he wanted to go out that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like he didn't really want to go back to yeah. life. Yeah, especially Kinda after like his... that
3: scene where, where he's having to fight this one soldier, just one soldier who yes. will not die. And apparently mm-hmm. in the book, uh, and I don't... Tim, it's did you read been like 20 or? years, so like... Oh, okay. But apparently in the book, that, that scene lasts hours. Like that... Oh, God. It, yeah, like he, that guy is dying for a very long time. And and I think that's the moment, at least to me, where the character is like, I think this is my destiny too. Is to Yeah, like and, and also suddenly
1: his know. superior that like kills himself, you know, instead yeah. of because he's like um handicapped and so he mm-hmm. can't mentally deal with that. And he's like, What'll I be good for? It's like again, right. they they've kind of reprogrammed yeah. themselves almost to be like only good at this and, and I don't I get know, the, it was pretty I bad. I
3: totally get the perspective of like war is hell we've seen that i get it like i I totally understand where you guys are coming from with that um i don't know they just these type of movies just hit me like dunkirk was the same way for me where i loved
1: dunkirk yeah where i was like man (laughs) war (laughs) is
3: hell and that's a great depiction of it and stuff like that Um, yeah but but that was more about uh just regular people trying to help out um what what i think what i think works about what i think works
0: about dunkirk is that it's it is um making the retreat about bravery right it's yes. about like how to mm-hmm. yeah. why save and why running away is a, can be a good thing um right. but then on top of that it's like the juxtaposition of the the soldiers running but the civilians running into war. Right. Like all yeah. in the name of protection and saving. So it's like, it's like that the, the switch between. Yeah. That's definitely why
3: uh, that's definitely why I like that movie more. Um, but yeah. it, and, and def, it, it's, and it's for sure a harder sell to an audience to be like, um, to have your main plot be what's the point of war. You know, like people are going to be like, well, what was the point of that? And, and the movie's so much as more or less says that at the end of the movie, like, what's the point of war? And that's going to be kind of hard for a lot of people to watch and be like, feel like their time was valued watching that movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I can kind yeah. of see the perspective of like, why did I watch that? It was just, you know, nobody gained any traction. There was no where, win, there was no feeling, there's no good feelings coming out of this movie.
1: Right. It's a beat down. I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to lie is. to you. It like is. I was, I, you know, it's you not kind of the only beatdown be that's like,
3: nominated for sure, but yes, that's it true. Definitely beat down. <laughs> What but does, you're just
1: kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to sit down and have a bad yeah. time. And I did, what but does, I thought it was a That's
0: okay. true. What, what does work for me in the timeliness of all quiet is obviously the war in Ukraine. Yes. But, you know, like there's so many reports of last year when, when the, when the Russians got there and they were like, where are the Nazis? We were told that there were Nazis here. Like, why mm-hmm. aren't you them? Um And, like, you know, so you have a lot of Russian defectors from the army because of that and, like, all this stuff. And that is in some ways like this. Right? You know, like, it's like you're trying to get rid of the stigma of, like, oh, this whole country is bad because of this. Mm-hmm. It's leadership that tricks you, that fools you into doing things that you yeah. should that like in like because you want to believe in something greater than yourself yeah and they use that against you it's that's it's very really much timely what, for america very much for russia the, for you know yeah. right
3: it's very much like the same exact goal that paths of glory had that like the original all quiet mm-hmm. had very timely pieces of uh, granted those were larger wars but uh very timely pieces of of entertainment that's not yeah, the right or word just, to use but you know warnings art. about
1: the art. dangers of yeah. nationalism yeah. indoctrination and how they can be. yes
0: yeah
3: yeah palmer
0: you hated
2: it why <laughs> i i just found it like i said it it looked fine i felt i've seen this <laughs> this movie before done much better either acting wise or even wow. just, like, story-wise? That actually,
0: it's, I actually have a question. Sorry, and you didn't you answer first, Paul But who watched it dubbed and who watched it subtitled? So I watched it subtitled.
1: I watched it subtitled, but I don't think I made, like, a choice. It was, like... It was by I, default for that. Yeah, for, for I me, pressed it was play default, and I yeah. assumed that that Weird, was the only by, way I could me, it. For it me,
2: was, it was defaulted to dub.
1: Hmm. Dubbed with live-action stuff is plunky for me. So I usually yeah. don't. I don't normally, do it for, uh, for normally dark, I would agree German with German but... show.
3: I don't, yeah, I just can't. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: for dark, too. That would drive me crazy. I yeah. can't, I don't know why. My brain just like won't allow it. Yeah. I right. did, normally,
3: I, I would agree dub. with you. Yeah, I did the dub. It, but... it
2: was fine.
0: The, the I dub guess was good. Like... Yeah, it was good. The weirdest part about it is that they all had British accents, and I knew it was Germany. So it was like really throwing me. <laughs> That I was like, yeah. so I was know like you're like German, your first, but you sound British. Well, yeah, so yeah, and so, but With like certain I had languages,
1: I feel like it, it flows better. Yeah, like I don't German have the or Swedish or mm, you know, yeah, sorry, but okay.
2: I I just found it utterly boring. Like I couldn't get into, I couldn't get into any of the characters or their reasons for being there. I realized it wasn't their choice to be there. It mm-hmm. was their mm-hmm. it was their country's leadership choices but i also know like i don't really need to see a movie about a war from the viewpoint of the the people that were in the wrong like i don't need like if you came out with a world war 2 movie about germany and it's from their from their side like i don't need to see that i don't i get that but they weren't really care to see that nazis
1: like i think no they they weren't the right time period in the right war to do that with like before we cross that bridge or whatever but i think you're right they weren't
2: they weren't like the epitome of evil like like nazism yeah because i feel Hmm. like that's they were still the ones they were not the people in the right in the
1: Right. right. but you know, sometimes that's I mean, the, people that's think the point. they're right. I feel yeah, like that the was point the point. Right? Yeah. The,
0: the point is that they like to watch somebody be tricked and yeah. and the repercussions yeah, I, of those acts And that's the
2: thing is to do that, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to do a really good job selling it to me and this didn't this wasn't it.
1: I think mm-hmm. if the characters were older, I would have a lot a harder time. Yeah. because then yeah. they would be politically aware and like able to no, make but the, decisions. The main guy but lied think... about
3: his age to to enlist, right? Right. He yeah, was, like but... sixteen or fifteen, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm eighteen or whatever." But so even yeah. then,
2: let's not let's not jump to that conclusion. Like for that time frame, assuming people were as politically active as they are today, like even today, like there's there's a lot more political activity, but I don't think it's nearly to the extent as it should be. To prevent mm. something like this from happening again, right? But this kind like, of stuff does like World War One is the war that like got started because everyone was just like, "Well, we're friends with these guys, so we gotta we gotta go back them up." Mm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like a coalesced around one thing. It should have just been between like the two countries that had their beefs, and everyone else got dragged into it.
0: Yeah, mm. it's not when you sign treaties and stuff, though. You can't really do that. Um, I am glad
3: we got to see that perspective by the way in the movie mm -hmm. I I can't I've seen the third the one from the 30s I've seen seen that like twice and and it wasn't recent Um, so so to see the actual like them coming together and trying to put a tree together to to, what what do you call it when it's like a armistice or whatever they're trying to like yeah they're trying to basically like put an end to the to the whole war. Uh, I enjoyed seeing that perspective because even though it is like, let's get back to the war or whatever, when you're a guy, it's kind of like Ugh, yeah. I want to see the war stuff. But like- oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still kind of into that side of it. Uh, I
1: liked it too because it was like so many lives hung in the balance.
3: Daniel Bruhl's character is like a real guy that um, oh, he, God, he was like a he. I think the Nazis like ended up arresting him because he was very not a fan of Hitler. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up that character.
2: Honestly, you know what I think did the worst in my mind, the reason why this movie doesn't resonate for me and I said like I've seen kind of this point of view like war is bad and the whole the whole like nationalism thing and I've seen it done better, mash. Like if I've never seen the series MASH, maybe this movie does better. Mm. Maybe this movie does you know, gets it for me a little bit more, but mash hit a lot of the same things throughout its entire run and to me it's just did it so much better
1: i think it is easier for the characters in mash though because they were like the medical personnel yeah not quite the same and they were dragged
2: into it like they weren't there of their own free will
1: yeah they were there to like oh they were
3: that was the vietnam war right they were drafted yeah Yeah. they're drafted Uh, and
1: they're like medical personnel not i think it yeah
2: Yeah, but they do deal with it here and there with with they definitely with do they yeah. were
1: definitely commenting on that war big time right <laughs> like it was
3: but by the way amazing. i did look up uh, uh daniel Bruhl's character he was the minister of finance in germany and he spoke out against world war one and he was assassinated by a nazi group mm. so he was not a friend of the reich so to speak
1: yeah i like that scene too because i felt like it really did a good job of like demonstrating all the lives that get lost so flippantly over like them just having yeah. this, like men in a room having a standoff equals all these people dying. Yeah. Just Real chatting people dying while kids
3: that. are out there freaking. Yeah. Just...
0: I would just like to interject that we've only talked about one movie. So, so yeah. Okay. Move sorry. On, um, from all on the Western. Talked about Avatar. Do you're you want to talk host. about it more? Lisa and I haven't seen it, but Jeff and Palmer, you're welcome to talk about it if you want.
3: This is your yeah. time. I mean, we're good. Oh, oh, are you Moving sure? On. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll just say I really liked it. I I saw the first one. They did the re-release for the first one, and I yeah. never saw the first one in a the movie theater. So I I saw it right before Avatar Two came out in the movie theater. Uh, no regrets. It was a good experience. It was a fun experience. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still not like I'm not fawning over the story or anything like that. It's it's kind of similar to how Paul any- feels about the All Quiet story. I'm kind of like Hon- eh, honestly, whatever. I don't know, uh, but. What- i don't know of one person that's ever
2: really like pushed like the story is the greatest thing of all time
3: no, no, no I, haven't, I haven't heard any i've definitely heard palmer talk. say I, that i've heard
2: yeah because it was but that's besides the
3: point <laughs> but but i've heard people like definitely fawn over the, the story and the themes and stuff that i have seen Avatar better in other movies yeah. but avatar 2 is still a man that's a it was just a great, very memorable theater experience. Even if some of the characters annoyed the hell out of me, even if like some sequences just didn't make sense, it was just so much fun. And um, okay. it was Star Trek Four. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Talking to whales, yep. Yeah. St- Avatar 1 is
2: Pocahontas. Avatar 2 is Star Trek Four. <laughs> Star- I can't yeah, wait to see now. what we get with Avatar 3, really. <laughs> it's going to be Terminator 2 somehow.
0: <laughs> Moving on. Probably. Moving on. The Banshees of Inishirin. Um, I, this was my, this was one of my top movies of the year. Uh, when we did our, our top movie podcast, I just thought yeah. it was gold from top to bottom. I understand why it didn't win best picture. Um, uh, but I think it is absolutely one of those movies that were like, all of it is just from top to bottom doing the best that it could possibly do in a cohesive manner. I just love that it starts so simply and so it, with a real tinge of realism
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know and like pe- people can relate to people not being friends like to not being friends with somebody anymore like, like this is I, a
3: this is a real life version of a Facebook unfriending like yeah this is how people had to do it yeah you know, like in a small town I just don't
0: like you anymore. No you know just, like and yeah just
3: find you a bit dull he's yeah. always been dull yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, and I just <laughs> and I just love how off the rails it goes yeah like yeah. as the story as the story progresses but mm-hmm. it it's so it's such a steady incline up to this up to this point so by the time that you reach the climax of the film you're a hundred percent in on the the nonsense that is happening right. um and because it, it just feels like that's the natural conclusion to the story and uh yeah lisa
1: I feel like I need to see it again. I, I don't, I'm not as in love with it as everybody else is. I felt like it was okay. I thought it was interesting. Um, but I guess some of the themes were, I mean, I thought about it a lot afterwards. It was disturbing, I thought, a, a lot. It was more disturbing than I thought it was going to be. And yeah. I guess... I definitely afterwards was like looking up like, what did it all mean? Maybe I'm just like a dum-dum or something I need to see it again. But I just wasn't, I just, I don't know. I want to hear more from y'all about why you loved it. um, So I can understand, I guess.
3: Uh, Jeff. Uh, I hated it. didn't understand anything they were saying. No, I'm kidding. Your Um, background is banshees. Um, I
0: know. (laughs) And the dog. You guys keep talking. I need to refill my water because my, my jaw hurts so i'm gonna ah, go i get that. it so um, wisdom
3: problems i get Bans it get. uh so with with banshees uh yeah i'm I, i'm not surprised that i loved it though i mean martin mcdonough writes movies that i just tend to always love i even seven psychopaths which people consider as lesser work i love that movie um but yeah this whole idea of i guess we would call it unfriending nowadays uh this whole idea of unfriending somebody. Um, for what you would view as like reason altruistic reasons that you feel like would contribute more to your legacy and stuff like that which is a little bit it's as the movie says it's not nice um i i don't know there's just a lot to think about there in terms of uh who at least there's a lot that i felt i could apply to to myself and like who have i unfriended for these dumb reasons like a, a, am i not a nice person this made me like honestly no, assess myself <laughs> in that way which is kind of strange for a movie to do like that because this is at the end of the day more a, a dark comedy um maybe
1: that was my problem with it then jeff maybe that's why i have a hard that time you're
3: just a good person <laughs> no yeah i'm just such a good person that <laughs> i'm like, just so enjoy- i've done nothing wrong so right
1: I <laughs> no i i think that um I mean, I I feel a couple different ways about friendship. I mean, number one, I I think that you should not have to make someone a villain in your own mind just to unfriend them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's crazy that people feel like that. You know how people are like, I had an ex-friend and they were a narcissist and they were this. And it's like, were they or did you just, I mean, do you have to like, do we feel like as a society, we have to like invent this horrible reason to unfriend someone? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's
3: interesting about the movie too, right? Is is how he's like there's not really a nefarious or uh reason. There's not this real actual deep seat of motivation for him to do it. Other than I just want to do something with music. And I feel like talking to you every day and, and not really talking about anything at all, having like a Seinfeld kind of friendship, is not the way to go about it. And, and it is harsh, uh, especially because they're in a small town. We're going to see each other every day um, all the time. Uh, but, but it's, yeah, you're right though. There is, there is something that we do, Generally speaking, where we don't feel like we have to be like invent reasons why we can't be friends with somebody anymore because they're a bad person or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But
1: I feel like at some point, the main character that has like these reasons that aren't big, I feel like the way that he like explains them to Colin Farrell's character is so mean and so over the top that it's like he created. You know, the monster that Colin Farrell becomes. I feel like yeah, there was no way he could have definitely not done that. Like, mm-hmm. what if he just like went, hey, let's hang out every Wednesday and that's it or something like that. Or, he, there was, was no I don't know. And that's like, the thing. So like,
2: you know, he's like, oh, I want to do stuff with music and I can't do that if we talk to each other all the time. But he's still doing most of the same things he was doing Christ. just without Colin Farrell. there. Like Exactly.
1: He was like making Colin Farrell kind of like a boogeyman. Like, yeah. it's your fault that I effed up. And it's like, no, you just yeah. did yeah. nothing with your life. That's not my fault. That's your no, fault. I mean, I not, can yeah. I can kind of
2: see where he's coming from because, you know, it's the effect that Tim's had on me. But still, I texted Palmer maybe 10
0: minutes into this movie. I was like, this is us in 20 us. years. But like, and also I, do you
1: want to get a pint? Yeah. Are you <laughs> so, having
4: a
2: roll? <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm kind of with Lisa, like I think the acting in this movie is really good. Oh, really good. I think yeah. it, you know, I think it looks pretty for being on a, you know, for being on an isolated island. That's I like why how it's pretty. What do
0: you mean games? for being on an isolated yeah. island?
2: I I like how like 1 300 year old woman knitted all the sweaters for this movie. That's that's a true sharing thing
0: cuz people won't believe you if if you follow. Well, she wasn't it, 300. So, like, yeah, she was
2: older, but I I don't <laughs> know if they actually said her age. But yeah, like, but and I like they didn't use... like his one thing was I don't want traditional Irish music, you know, for the score. That's why this yeah, that's why the score works for me. Yeah. Cuz it's not so predictable and like Irish. But you know? that being said, my my biggest complaint with this movie is the same thing? Like that makes it interesting enough to like the movie is the writing. I think the writing is interesting enough, and it has its moments where it's it's, it's entertaining. But overall, like I just I can't wrap my head around the premise and the way it deteriorates to the point it deteriorates to just like it makes no sense to me like I... all right you don't want to be friends with the guy and then he's like well if you keep trying to be friends with me i'm going to cut off i'm going to cut off parts of my body and so he does and then you know something happens because of that and now we're burning down people's houses like it well that's <laughs> The, the I mean in it's logic. in the movie
3: but but you uh you're ignoring it because you uh don't like good movies. Um so they're <laughs> so, in a small town. They're going to see each other all the time. Like I feel like that's like, is, so that's like an allegory almost. So that's why things I, escalated the way they did. What
1: I'm
2: because... saying is the leaps in logic to do to to get from point A to point B. Not that it was like well we're still going to have to see each other cuz you're going to have to see each other just the, like the way they hand, the way he specifically handles things throughout.
3: Talking
2: say, about uh, Brendan Gleason.
3: character. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like the way he specifically handles things for like 75% of this movie. Yeah. Like he's is not, just,
3: he's, he's not a nice person.
2: Yeah. He's not, but still <laughs> it's like, it's baffling. Yeah. And you're just sitting there like, right. I don't understand. It's supposed this to be, be baffling.
0: Cause know, you're so baffled it, like, along kind of like with a... Colin Farrell. Yeah.
1: And I I feel like it's written almost like it's a folk tale or like an yeah. allegory yes. like it's with the banshees fable, and all really. that stuff so it's like you almost are supposed to look at it like that. Like mm-hmm. to me the whole movie felt like you were like reading like an old book or something. Yeah, that's so, how it felt to
3: me too, yeah.
1: And then the ending
2: kind of kind of want you to be against Colin Farrell's character? I don't because think so. Of, no, I, I didn't. Did, oh, that, I right? think it, I think it does because I think this movie I think this movie specifically lays blame at him for several things like that he doesn't necessarily get pushed into doing but because of because of things that are happening that are outside of his control or dumbly happening Mm-hmm. Causes him to fray to the point where he also starts lashing out that has a very real effect on other people's lives. And you know, like the the other the other guy that got nominated for best supporting actor.
1: Barry Keegan. Barry
2: Keegan. Yeah. yeah. Like his Yeah, that whole
1: plot, I, I was like, like, that almost felt I don't want to say too far, but it was I was like, what was the point weird. of that? That was like there, messed up. <laughs>
2: You know, and the only reason he's there, in my opinion, is so what happens to him gives you a reason to dislike Colin Farrell's character. No, because for throughout most of the movie, he, you're right, Lisa. He's not necessarily he he's not needed in this movie.
1: I think Barry Keegan's performance was amazing. It was great. Yes. Yeah, I did wonder what Tim and Jeff what what do you think about that character's role in the story what do you think his role was in the story um or am I overthinking I it?
3: think he <laughs> I think I, I the way I took it is he oh god this is like on the tip of my brain and let's see if it comes out my mouth correctly um I think he he feeds his character feeds into the metaphor of um the people that we the people that we overlook or mistreat while we're dealing with our own problems, um, that, that, that okay, might like need that. extra attention. Like, like because he's not, clearly he's got his own issues going on and he's being abused. Like, yeah. you know, like there's all but these like, things that he's dealing with, but everybody in the town, um, well, do uh, anything. specifically our main two characters, are like ignoring that just to have their own bickering yeah. session.
1: Yeah, Colin, you're, Colin, you're Colin
3: right. is not. Colin's not. Well, so that, Colin doesn't really have a lot of patience for him.
1: Though. Colin, Colin no, only tolerated him because Gleason wasn't around, and he in fact doesn't like Barry Keegan's character. Thinks he's annoying. Mm-hmm. He's treating him the way that Gleason treats Colin. Actually, yeah, it's like
3: trickling down. Like, yeah, like, and it, he's it's like, like a, it's like a circle of or a chain of meanness. Right. His, yeah. his, his role but is, he's to, the be, only is one.
0: to showcase the irony of people's actions. Right to mm-hmm. to kind okay. of like keep going. Along Colin's with the Jeff only story. one I'm talking for him I'm about this talking movie. Um uh, uh <laughs> where's
1: that mute but I'm just Yeah
0: where's <laughs> I have power um and so um no his his role is to like to to showcase the irony of people's actions right you know like we say don't judge people like where we tell little kids don't judge people it's not very nice and then like our national pastime is watching people judge one another on television Right, you know, mm-hmm. like I
2: thought our national pastime was football. Yes, in which people judge each other. We have so many national partially. pastimes we're You know, but like, obvious, one, I, mean, yeah. I
0: mean, like one of the most popular things like, we watch on TV is reality shows in which we judge people and then yeah, get judged, yeah. and then we're like, "But don't judge people," and you know, and like, <laughs> and we just like, and and it's not even like, like, just like, oh, your singing was okay. It's like that's what you chose to wear to 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 audition, or like, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you answered that question on Jeopardy kind of weird, person. You know, mm-hmm. like we we just do that all the time while ignoring larger while ignoring larger issues, and so we're so wrapped up in ourselves. Mm-hmm. To to Jeff's point, and so like Converse character is so wrapped up in himself, and um, Brendan Gleeson's character is so wrapped up in himself, and then the island is so wrapped mm-hmm. up in himself. And the only person that's not really is Carrie Condon, and then but she yeah. gets the opportunity to be wrapped up in herself, and she takes it. Right, you know, or like. like
1: she also just left and she tries to tell Colin Farrell's Fer- character like that place is the problem like you guys need to leave there
3: mm-hmm. and
1: they're so comfortable in their misery almost that they don't yeah. make the one change that would fix everything it's like yeah. just get off that island but
3: isn't that it's people, almost like, like we're the drama yeah. is, is too addicting for them yeah, right you know? that's people yeah, with, that's
1: a good point with, see y'all are convincing me this is what I <laughs> yes. have there's a lot to
3: be- chew on with this very on the surface type of it's very straight, like premise-wise. It's what you see is what you get type of movie. There's no like, oh, what a mind-bending move. There's no big yeah. twist or anything. What you see is what you get. But there's just a lot. At least for me, I took away so much to think about, like the ending shot, like the ending exchange they had to, especially about like. I don't want to spoil it, but it's. I was um, so
1: okay. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm spoiling stuff too, but no, we're I not. really I liked I um, Barry Keegan's <laughs> character and felt a lot of empathy for that character
3: yeah same
1: um and I thought the way he played it was interesting I think he's like an interesting actor that always gives a bizarre performance that's really every good every time every time and <laughs> Carrie Condon
3: I've, I can't say I mean I've seen her in a ton of other stuff but as a supporting oh, yeah. as an even more supporting character mm-hmm. where it's like you barely see her um so it's it was awesome to be able to see her to like really shine in this and and honestly I, th- I thought she would win supporting actress up until like mm. the odds the odds and predictions kind of kept shifting in that category but like mm. uh she was definitely a favorite she won the bafta right i think she did win some awards for the role i think so um yeah so she's she's just freaking remarkable in the movie um but yeah the movie is like ultimately a meditation on being nice and what does that mean and really we don't see anybody nice in the movie <laughs> everybody's kind of got their own motives and uh you know, maybe the maybe the only nice person was Barry Kogan's character, and and more, and he was mistreated. You know, so I mean, yeah. What what currency really does being nice have? You know. Well, I
1: think Carl, Colin Farrell was nice to a point. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You certainly you know. seemed to have started that way. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, I love it. Uh, let's move on to Elvis. Um, oh, oh. Uh, oh, you have Jeff's got <laughs> thoughts on Elvis. Um, I had to. I watched. Elvis, I think over like three nights, um, and I, my wife had, I don't think she had ever seen a Baz Lerman film, so I had to be like, "Oh, all right, it's going to get weird, and you're going to either be in, or or you're going to hate it." Like there's you're really going no mind mind to the editing, yeah. Um, and <laughs> she ended up liking it, which is good. Um, oh, good. You know, we we both liked it. Um, I think it rests not solely on Austin Butler's performance, but it is truly the thing that can make or break the um the movie in its totality like to, totally. to believe him as mm-hmm. elvis to believe in his earnestness and his willfulness and his desire to to make music to make art um and to live freely i think works really well in juxtaposition to colonel parker who i just i don't i didn't love tom hanks as colonel parker but i it, it he, he was like doing a shtick instead of, like, Austin Butler, who is Elvis, like, you know, like, I thought, so they didn't blend together the way that I really wanted them to, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was so lovely and refreshing to see Tom Hanks not be America's dad, like, right. you know, to, to, like, remind people that yeah. he is an actor and, like, he, he like, he can do other things. Um, as far as it not winning anything, I was a little surprised at some Same. some things uh Same here. but um but i also like as in terms of like cinematography and editing it's frantic even for lerman mm-hmm. i felt like it just like it's just like unceasing uh in its um in its momentum and i i think it it his stronger movies give moments of rest but the only thing i did kind of like about it is that it does slow its pace as elvis ages so does does. the pace of the movie it's like really nicely subtle that like the you know like the the energy from the king himself is waning and so is the movie itself uh and i did i did like that aspect of it in terms Mm -hmm. of in terms of editing um but yeah i really liked it it's not lerman's strongest movie but I certainly loved it for Austin Butler, if anything else, and it yeah. made me reappreciate Elvis, um, which I think is more of the the bigger thing than anything else. That I just like to take away the King is, I think, important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, you had things to say.
3: I did not um, know anything about Colonel Robert Parker. Period. I didn't know this. I didn't know who this dude was. The movie had to explain a lot to me, basically. I only knew about Elvis, obviously, from what I've seen in pop culture and certain footage that's very famous. Um, so, yes, I was very jarring to me as well to see whatever caricature Tom Hanks was doing in the movie. But then when I Googled Colonel Robert Parker, I was like, oh, so he nailed it.
0: Oh, like, he did. If you, like, yeah, he totally If you look him it. up, it's yeah. like
3: he's got this weird, unplaceable accent. He's like, I think he's Danish or something um but like he was clearly trying like he was just making stuff up about himself himself and his personality and his background um so it kind of makes sense it's I, just i guess i don't mean, know if it plays for a movie i don't know it's, it's really is, hard to explain it's what doesn't
0: that there's like this juxtaposition between the showman and the showman. like yeah. you know and i think yeah. that's like colonel parker's the showman like you, you yeah. never know if he's telling the truth or not or and he's always putting on an affect and then you have the like extreme earnestness of elvis the show and the guy who does the show Austin
3: Butler is a freaking force in the movie. He has earned every award that he has won for this role.
0: I agree. And it's just, and, but I don't, but like in the movie itself, like the, like Colonel Parker, Tom Hanks Colonel Parker. It feels like a caricature of the caricature instead of him (laughs) feeling like, I, I just don't know if it's even possible. Like, I mean, I just don't even know if it's possible to like, give the performance that i would have wanted yeah. that compl- would compliment would like to play followers.
3: that specific character honestly uh-huh. like it's that's yeah, very challenging even possible. yeah um, true especially i mean we saw tom hanks do it and, and a lot of people were not rubbed the right way with that and it's like i don't know how you play that character right so honestly, so a aside character.
2: aside from like say industry people we're going to talk we're going to, uh, my question is about the the people who disliked it heavily that i've seen were like average moviegoers oh is that because it is not like this is to me is the first time and i can't remember how long that i could watch a movie and i could forget that i'm watching tom hanks
3: wow
0: I would say yes, only because I know a few people that didn't know it was Tom Hanks the whole time. Like, they didn't know Tom Hanks. Wow. True, true. He's wearing a lot. He's wearing a lot of stuff. And they were like, whoa, that was Tom Hanks. And, I mean, I knew it was him. So um, sometimes, like, it's it's tough when you, like, know it's the person you're, like, looking for the person in
2: the role. The Tom Hanks people that go out and see this movie, Mm -hmm. to see him finally, like, stretch his acting legs... For like I said, for me for the first time in a long time. And to not get the Tom Cruise that they're so accustomed to. Hanks. Is it oh, is that a kind of like what put some people off on his thing? Because you're right, he the look is nailed, the the accent is nailed. To me, this is probably my favorite Tom Hanks performance in at least ten, fifteen years. I
3: I liked his performance in A Man Called Otto Moore, which is weird, but to say... I did but... see that after
2: Elvis, and I did really like him in that movie. Yeah, he's um, so good in that but... movie. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So, I, I think this movie was good. I felt mm-hmm. the length. I know we've been talking a lot about length. And I, it was long, it was yeah. a little too long.
4: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there
1: were points in the movie where I paused it, looked at the clock, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but, yep. um but and i know i didn't used to say stuff like that so maybe that's a sign i'm getting older i don't know but um nice. Nice. tom hanks's performance was very cartoonish mm-hmm. um that being said you're watching a a boslerman film so i feel like yeah you, <laughs> you are at the end of the day yes you it's are it's wacky a little bit yeah um, but, his, I didn't but know his, the performances in
0: Lerman film aren't always cartoonish though you know like Not no but yet, also but
1: i'm thinking of some that are yeah you know So it's like not out of character for him to like have serious people, and then like one—I don't know. To me, maybe I'm misremembering, though. Could be. Also, Um,
2: how many people are going to see this movie based on Elvis's life that are used to Bos Lerman
3: movies? I know they gotta be like, "What is going on?" Because because it's like Tim said. I wanted to double down on something. He said Uh, that first hour is is unfiltered Bos Lerman. It is. It is. It is like, dude, it's everything I personally do not like about watching a Baz Luhrmann movie, uh, and I'm sorry. I know I know a lot of people like that, but I don't. Um, and and on top of that, there's a Walk Hard element to it, where Walk Hard spoofed everything. And and took the piss out of all of the, all of the music biopics. Walk Hard stuff. is
1: wonderful. And
3: then Elvis did it for real and legitimately, and it just made me go, well, "I just saw this and Walk Hard, like it's just so silly." That was like uh, fifteen years ago. At this I point. know, but it's still in the front of my mind when I think when I watch a music biopic. Um, it
1: it anyway, is for me too.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't I can't turn it off. I don't know how to. Uh, I've but, never uh, seen
0: Walk Hard, but I know like it. They follow a very to. explicit yeah. format.
3: And like. and and it came Elvis came out the same year as the Weird Al movie, so like, come on, like you can't yeah. <laughs> you can't do a serious bio-music biopic the same year as a as a spoof of it. Uh, it's just difficult to me, as all I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, that that last hour and a half, because I think it's two and a half hours, right? Uh, to me, it soared like completely. Like when he, you know, as Tim mentioned, as Elvis matured, the movie kind of did too. Mm -hmm. um and uh and and just seeing him come into his own artistry and and the way austin butler totally embodied that man i was i i was really hooked to that to the second and third act basically i I was just floored by production design the way it was shot the makeup especially in the final shots Mm -hmm. unbelievable just yeah i didn't
1: know a lot about elvis other than either you know, that his life was tragic that it ended, but I feel like the movie really nailed. I I feel like this is something I didn't realize till I was older, but there's so many huge stars that like, in a lot of ways are sort of, I don't want to say like created by their label, but like, I don't know. It's like they have this raw talent. I mean, this is what all biopics are about, but it's like they have this raw talent and they're so young and it's like somebody comes in and kind of takes advantage of that. Right. And you just see Elvis so differently. Like I saw Elvis as like this huge star and the movie kind of shows you, you know, who he is and how, how easy it is for someone in that position to be taken advantage of. And it just, I don't know. It just kind of gave fresh eyes to that. that.
3: That's why his career was like peaks and valleys and not just highs, you know, because he he was forced into doing these movies and crap that he did not want to do. You know, Um, what's ultimately weird was that we got this
2: Elvis movie that shows like how tragic his story was at times, but it didn't it didn't overtake the movie completely. Yes, the movie I agree. was not weighted down to the point where it was just like woe is Elvis heavy, 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 like we've seen with another biopic that came out this year in Weird Al in the Mar- in Bombshell. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, and that was
1: my criticism of it. I don't like when we do these big movies about really famous women and it feels like that's always the angle. Like they were so famous, but their life was so horrible and they focus so much more on the tragedy than they do on that person's accomplishments. And I I agree with you. I like what Elvis did because it's like,
3: I know it's about a woman, but it's
1: like focusing on what he did that was great and not Mm -hmm. just the tragedy in his life.
2: It did a good thing of mixing both in there. Totally. Which is what I really hope people take away. Like, even if you don't like his editing process or his frenetic pacing, mm-hmm. I hope people that, that watch this movie that decide to do a biopic in the future take away is you can easily balance it without losing sight of
3: the issues right. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I would recommend to people that might be turned off by the frenetic pacing to just stick with the movie because it really does, like, it gets so good. Like, I just, I was so floored by the point where I think it was the, I think it was the point where he, it's a very dark scene and they're like, I think they're at the hotel and he's arguing in the lobby or something with Robert Parker, I think. yeah. Um, And that's when I was like, I think I love this movie now. Like, I just kind of turned a corner and I was just hooked. That's, that's when I knew. Um, it's just a special movie, man. It really is. It. it can, I came around, basically.
0: Anybody want to add anything? to our Elvis conversation.
3: I wish it won um, makeup, like I said, for that final shot, especially because of how seamless it looked. It was unbelievable to me. Oh, yeah, his, I had um, it for
1: music concert, too. Yeah. And what else? Sound? I think I liked the sound. Oh, sound movie. is good. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I, I thought it was done very, very well. And so even though I have a couple of criticisms of it, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. and appreciate that it educated me a little bit i after watching it started looking up like documentaries i was like is this really true yeah <laughs> you know and a lot of things i looked up and i was like oh it, it is pretty true oh, like and a lot writing, of people
3: him writing that song about like after uh was it robert kennedy i think got shot is that who it was or was it jfk which one Oh, i just one. robert kennedy yeah. yeah
1: and i just so, so that generally. happened like that's
3: crazy yeah robert kennedy like, yeah. actually died no, no, no! Not the-, oh. <laughs> the fact that he was like, we, we gotta, we gotta do a statement or something. We gotta do a song. Uh, yeah, that's my Elvis impression. That was good.
2: That
0: was good.
1: Is he here? I got chills. It, is he- oh it oh was definitely. No, it chills. was
2: yeah. It was definitely not the worst thing you've done today.
1: <laughs> what is the worst thing he's done? Was it? So- well, I mean, he showed up. So oh, wow. it was really
3: well. It was error no and judgment on my part.
1: I agree. <laughs> I think like. It was, I thought it was really done well and um, it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, absolutely. Really good.
0: Excellent. Let's move on to the Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's uh, memoir about growing, a slightly fictional memoir about growing up. I think this is one of the best movies about making movies that's ever been made. That is my statement. I love movies about making movies. But just something I. I just, Tim, that's horrible of you.
1: I'm gonna. I, I can't be in this. Com- I didn't see it. I'm so sorry.
3: You really. <gasps> Lisa! I Lisa know. Lisa hates movies. That's her new Lisa, podcast. Lisa I hate movies. movies.
1: Uh,
3: I've really know.
1: been. Like, you can never
2: get down to, like, Jeff's level, but you're. You've got to start coming
1: close to Tim. I planned on it, and somehow the Oscars <laughs> came and went, and here we are recording it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get to Even see it, two days later. I know, no. Excuse. And it is
0: good too. It's not even like we're talking about Triangle of Sadness over here. Like this is,
1: right. uh, I, which is
3: great. How dare you? Yeah.
1: I guess I was worried that it would be bad, and I'm really happy to hear that. Okay. Like people are saying it's good. So, so
2: let me start. I I will probably never go into a Steven Spielberg movie saying it's you know it's I'm afraid that it's going to be bad. I did True. go into the Steven Spielberg movie was. Like it was it was Spielberg, so I was going to watch it, but I kept going into it going, I don't know if it's going to be as good because I don't know of a way to make this story interesting. Like we've never heard anything bad about Steven Spielberg's upbringing or anything really interesting at all. That being said, I thought that this was just a really good family drama that actually had a couple points where it was like, all right, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. But even then, just like him hit the support that he got from his parents what you know was was there, his family are all kind of characters on their own, mm-hmm. and I think Michelle Williams does such a good job playing playing his mother like, i've never I've never been too high on Michelle Williams and that's from a biased point of view because I've never liked her character in Dawson's Creek, so it's always kind of carried over. (laughs) But I thought she does, like, this might be my favorite performance of hers.
3: That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy
0: good. Actually, I don't know if any of you watched the Colbert interview with with, um, Spielberg. Uh, Just uh, last week, I think, he did, uh, him and John Williams uh, interviewed them together. I'll have to look it up. It was great. But there's a, a a bit in there where they – Colbert's like, was it difficult, like, you know, making a movie about yourself, like, you know, you know, this movie about your parents? And he said, he said, uh, he said, I prepped everybody really early. He's like, you know, I'm a professional, like, you know, like, you're playing, like, Paul Dano, you're playing my mom, Michelle Williams, you're playing, you know, you're playing, you're playing my mom, you know, Paul Dano, you're playing my dad, you know, like – uh <laughs>
2: All right, um, I thought I watched the wrong movie. No, I I I
0: heard I heard the words come out of my mouth and I'm like, "Nope, I'll correct that." I'm going to loop back to that. Um and uh you know, and you know, and it's okay we're going to like explore, you know, these char- them as characters and whatever else and and he had never seen them together dressed in costume except like on the first day of shooting one of their scenes and uh uh and he um and he like turns around and they're both there and he said and there are my mom and dad, just staring at me, and I burst into tears. Me, the professional, he said, and they came over and, and <laughs> hugged me and told me it was going to be okay and like all this stuff and and he's like and he's like and that was the the only time but like, I, it was a lot harder than like I thought wow. it was going to be, um you know because, it's his parents and, a lot of what is in that movie is true like it's really it's really what happened. like the
3: I'm not going to spoil
0: I don't want to spoil it the yeah end,
3: the ending because it, it is my favorite scene and it is the the, the surprise is the best part also Obviously, true yeah. I I, I can't uh, believe E.T but... e. was actually a real alien <laughs> it was based on a real tr- true story uh, yeah. but uh the final scene that he has with a certain actor that is not advertised so much um in the trailers uh, the final scene happened verbatim. That's what Spielberg said in an interview. He was yeah. like, "No, no, no that, that that's literally how it went." And then I left. And that's I was amazing. like, yeah. "Whoa, that's crazy!" <laughs> and,
2: so, I believe I saw this movie before you, Tim. <laughs> I think
0: so. Yes, you did because yeah. you texted me oh, you, early. You started at, it the same day. Yeah, because you, you texted me it the about same the day, tornado.
2: But I kept yeah. It. yeah, right. So. I was I was thrilled that Judd Hirsch got nominated for best supporting actor. Yes. I know there's always that weird like, well, how much of it, do they have to be in the film to be nominated? Yeah,
3: he's, he's like I, in a two
2: minutes or something. Yeah, like. I really love Judd Hirsch in in this movie, but I when I got to the end, I was like, I might have just watched the winner for best supporting actor, and only because like to me that was like the type of thing that they would huck. A Oscar from the back of the room at, mm-hmm. because of like it's un, it's unexpected, it's real life, it's about movies, it's a it's a famous director, right? In two respects, mm-hmm. and but so I was actually kind of surprised that that didn't get a little bit of award buzz. I'm happy that it was gotten, that it was given to the Judd Hirsch instead. But you're right. Like that ending is so is so well done.
3: That's my favorite scene. For and it was sure.
2: a it was a perfect place to cut the movie. That like, scene and the know.
3: scene where he like doesn't have a a projector wall or whatever. He doesn't have like a thing to watch his movies on, so he uses his hands. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing scene. Um, but I I do have some slight issues with the movie. Uh, they're just what for me at least. I I just had an issue kind of fully investing in the journey the movie was taking me on like sometimes it just felt like can we get to the next scene I don't know why that was just my feeling on it and also Michelle Williams didn't really work for me um, I, know, I know that's that's one of your favorite performances of Palmer I'm sorry but like I mean it's a low bar but I mean, not, actually, I mean she's amazing I... in Brokeback Mountain so I, I don't know dude um, I would have to go back really, mountain. I like, forgot about her that list of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So well that's what she
2: it. won she originally won for correct I think so yeah
0: I think you're right I always remember Anne Hathaway um, and but I never remember that Michelle Williams is the other woman in that movie.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was back when Anne Hathaway was like really, really trying hard to shed her, her Disney her princess, di- princess Diary oh. image.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Which how dare she, would... by the way? Those movies are well at least oh, one imagine. The I'm not. no 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 no. no. I'm excellent. not saying
2: I'm not saying <laughs> she like looks down on them. I'm saying like she wanted to saying. keep yeah. going as an actor. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. she did Havoc, yeah. Brokeback Mountain
3: uh, Le Miz got her the Oscar, though, right? Yes. Miz got her the like, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. She, she was, was already
0: she was already in the actress zone. By the time she reached Devil Wears Prada, she was no longer
2: the Disney princess. Well, she was an actor, right. yeah, because because like she really went in an opposite direction, which I applaud her for. Because I always thought, like, yeah, she was a really good actress, and it mm-hmm. would have been bad to see. It would have been sad to see her just like pigeonholed. Although, if she kept like grinding out those movies, it would have been fine. Yeah but um i will i will say the one thing to this day i'm not gonna i don't care if it's based on a true story it just baffles me the scene of like his mom being like all right kids everyone get
3: into the car we're going to go chase this tornado <laughs> that was so insane to me like and the, I, that's true like the fact that it happened doesn't mean it needed to be in the movie cuz it just kind of didn't add up to me like i feel like his mom was dealing with a lot of undiagnosed things that by today's standards, we'd be able to diagnose properly and get her some help or something. Cause she was clearly going through something and, at, at least in the movie, the portrayal in the movie. Yeah. Um, and her character, I think is the most like,
2: is what really made me love this movie. Like, oh, because, because yeah, you know, seeing how he starts and, you know, making these movies younger and growing up in kind of the scale of the movie that he does grows up with him. Is all is all fun and nice to see,
3: yeah.
2: but I wouldn't say from the second you see his mother, from early on you know that there's gotta there's something there that is gonna pay off in the movie as mm-hmm. far as like, as far as like what's kind of going on with her, and it mm-hmm. does, and it's just nice to see a gradual progression of something that I was like I think there's something there. Yeah, But I want to see where this goes
3: There there are, I mean I'll admit There are many scenes that I really really like in this movie It's just the pacing on the whole I was just kind of Maybe it was a mood I was into I think I need to rewatch it honestly um, yeah. But also uh, the scene where he Makes a meta joke about making a movie uh, I think it was after he showed The high school his
4: movie
3: mm-hmm. um, That was perfect uh, That got a big laugh out of the theater that I was in uh, Like yeah that was great Um there's many scenes that I like the ingenuity it, where they're, they're filming the war scene yeah. and it's somebody stepping on a board <laughs> to pick up sand and to emulate an explosion. That was brilliant too. Well, like, it's just certain things. It's like, these people were born to be directors, man. Yeah. I, I could never think of that.
2: Everyone laying down. All right. Once he gets here, everyone get up and run forward and then right. lay back
3: down. Yeah. That,
2: yeah. So some of it's I really could,
3: cool, man. It's I just yeah, see him doing really that on like saving movie. private
2: Ryan. Like, alright guys, when I was ten, we did this war picture and this is what we did to save budget. Right. I um
0: I truthfully I think the, the last shot in the um, movie is partly really what oh, makes man. it so we like don't forget your horizon line. And also, it just becomes that's... so meta in that one moment and it's just like to remind you it's a to remind you it's a memoir.
3: And it yeah. just really really special um, i do love that fi- yeah the final frame and yeah. and the music cue during that point is very unlike john williams because i had somebody play me just that cue mm-hmm. and he it was a it was a part of a quiz or whatever it was uh and, and he was like okay guess what guess what the movie is it's a 2022 movie guess what it is could not pinpoint that it was a john williams cue at yeah. all because it's so cartoony and like it's like so out there but it's such a great cue because it's so unexpected,
0: yep, I agree um let's move on since Lisa hasn't seen this one uh, let's go to tar uh, um, I spoke about this at our, our recap show, so i won't rehash too much here. I freaking loved tar. I think that her performance is, was unbelievable. I love the perspective that the movie takes as from her and you know be, and like whether you can whether you trust her or don't trust her um, because she's the only point of view character that you really get Um, I just found it uh, truly an excellent movie I absolutely understand why she didn't win best actress um, but uh, I do think that she deserves all of the accolades and I also understand why it didn't win cinematography but I do think that it is there is something really powerful about the way that it's shot um, and I, uh, I love it very much. Um, who wants to go? Not Paul. Go Mark, ahead, He's on his phone.
3: Uh, go, Jeff, ahead. go ahead. Me? Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Tor. Tar. T- There's an accent over the A. I don't know how he pronounces it. Tar. But, still, uh, tar, yeah. just Tar. Um, it's just Tar, but with like a pretentious thing over the A. Don't uh, worry about it. Uh, much like the movie. Cheat. <clears throat> How dare you? It is deliberately pretentious though. It is, it is, it is nom-nomming on its pretentiousness It's a satire basically. Um, But uh, uh, yeah, this, I think four of the Best Picture nominees are ones that I like. I walked away from going, I think I liked it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I loved it. So like Banshees was one of those, um, uh, obviously the Best Picture winner is one of those. Um, And uh, Tar is one of them and we'll get to another one. Um, but yeah, I, I love so much Tar. Like I just love discovering new things about it. The more I read and watch movies or watch YouTube videos about it. Um, it's just, there's so much to dissect here. Like there's so much in terms of it being like a psychological thriller, or you can just view it as a, just a standard drama about a conductor who falls out of favor with, you know, whatever her masses or whatever people that idolize her. Um, and yeah, Kate Blanchett's freaking outstanding. Of course she is, because she's Kate Blanchett, but also when you watch the movie, you don't really think that's why I think that's just one of her qualities as an actor. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just she inhabits the role so completely that you're like, I don't even know who Kate Blanchett is. Like I I just I see Lydia Tarr right there on the screen. She's amazing. So yeah, I would not have batted an eye if I used it correctly this time. Mm -hmm. I would not have batted an eye if she won the the Oscar instead of Michelle Yeoh. Either way, for me, I was, like, happy uh, pretty much. Um, But, yeah, there's just a lot to chew on. I highly recommend if people um, did see it and are listening to this to just go go watch some analysis videos. Because they're – especially the scene that's, like, you know, there's a lot of long takes in it. But the scene that I think that is talked about a lot is a scene with her and a student. The Juilliard scene. Yeah, the the one yeah, inside the, the classroom. Yeah, the yeah. lecture scene where it's all, um, just all one shot. It, I think it is all one shot, right? It is. I thought, no, I thought at is. one point the camera shoots from the back, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, it? At least no, it is. Designed, all, it's in, it is it, all at one take. Designed yep. with even more impressive. Cuts. Yeah, but but it's just I've watched so many videos on that scene alone, and there are many different takes from it. And that's the mark to me of a great movie is that mm-hmm. there's no one specific message you can take from it really. Like, I mean, they're There can be, I guess, if you ask the director and he flat out tells you, but (laughs) normally artists don't do that. They just go, it's up for, it's open for interpretation. You figure it out. Um, but, but I just love that there's so many different perspectives that you can take away from this movie. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome, dude. This, this script blew my mind. Yeah. It was my
0: favorite movie of the year. Um. And I listened to that episode yeah. and I was like, I get it, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, it may not be the m- most fun I had at the movies, but it is. Oh no, it, yeah, like you said, there's a couple that just yeah. like a couple of these best picture noms just kind of linger with you, um, in a good way or in a bad way. Um, mm-hmm. but this one lingered with me, and it just like it still hasn't left my head weeks and weeks later. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Lisa,
1: I think this movie answers the question. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I feel like. Oh, I don't know if it's too much of a spoiler if I say this. Is it okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I feel like people fret about the Me Too movement and, oh, you know, what if a woman did that? And I feel like this movie answers that pretty well. Um, I think that it uh, it would – they would be not – I think they would have a harder time coming back from a scandal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, they wouldn't be winning Emmys and selling out places and things like that. I mean, I think this movie does a good job of like going, it would be different uh, for that person, but also how it's the same in that when the power dynamics are so incredibly uneven, it allows for things like this to happen. Um And I feel like in the very beginning when she has that scene with that student and when she's going on this monologue, like defending um, somebody who is very problematic in their private life, I automatically went, oh, no, I know what this movie's about now. And she's going to do these things. And there's this sort of like permission she feels like she has or people in power sometimes feel like they have because they're such geniuses or because they're so... Rich, they just believe their hype so much that they're like, Okay, now I'm allowed to do whatever I want, and all that matters is the great stuff I create. And then they learn quickly that she learns quickly that that's not the case, (laughs) and she's brought back down really small. This movie, yeah, the end of the movie, you're like, Wow, you know how far she's fallen because of her choices.
3: Interesting, not to divert too far, but isn't it interesting the scene where she goes to a, a massage parlor? Oh, later on, how once she is given the power to do what she wants on a silver platter, she can't handle it. Isn't that interesting?
1: I I read it differently. Really? I read when she gets taken to that room and they're like pick Mm -hmm. someone and they're all looking at her. To Mm -hmm. me, it reminded me of the orchestra and Ah. how in some ways she was doing that. Ah, it was literally okay. picking whoever a, she that's wanted. A,
3: that's a great read too. Sorry, elevating
1: yeah. whoever she wanted, and then having mm-hmm. a, a relationship with that person, and it was mm-hmm. a big abuse of power. And You're so right because they're all in a group. They're yeah. all yeah. in a
3: group in the kind of the shape that an orchestra would be sitting in. But yeah. obviously, it's a lot less people. But yes, right. Absolutely. And they don't have
1: a lot of choice because yeah. the position that those people are in. It's obvious that they're. So you sex think that's workers. when she
3: she finally recognized the power that she actually wielded.
1: I think Perhaps. it made her stick to her stomach to realize yeah. what she had done. Gotcha. That she had literally—I mean, she was doing that exact thing. She was like, "Yes, the women that she was picking were were talented, but it—but w- they were very young. Mm-hmm. They were beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, she and she was even passing over other more tenured, skillful people.
3: Yeah,
1: pretty much based on how they looked and how they made right. her feel. Even her wife was a transactional relationship. Very much so. Everybody in her life like served her, and so when she was in a situation with like literal sex workers, mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, I like buy people. I don't have relationships."
3: Yeah, okay, that's a much better. I don't know. I, that's than how the, I th- than saw the dudes it. read on
1: it, but you, it's just and I way saying, read this <laughs> movie
3: even better for me.
0: Like that's just. I feel like, like, like just, if it was yeah. a
1: man, we'd all be like, "That's blase by now." We know that men in power do this. So I think doing it with right. a female character.
3: That's Yeah, that's why it's so important. You made it more refreshing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There was something else I wanted to add on top of what we were just talking about. And I can't remember. What, oh, I wanted to mention the, the Portrait of Lady on Fire actress uh, who was in this movie. She's oh. awesome, dude. Like, she's incredible. Wow. I think she was like her assistant or something in the movie. Mm. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to say it her goes, name. But like Naomi. Disappears. Yeah. Um, she, keeps, she keeps asking her for like a promotion or something. So like maybe I can finally lead my own orchestra or something. Yeah. She's awesome. Like, yeah, that's
1: how people, they bought their positions with silence. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, her, the people that she looked up to, I feel like they did the same and they even have those awkward conversations or like back in my day, this or that happened, but it wasn't a big deal. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they, it was a pattern of people in that yeah. position doing that, you know?
3: Man, it's, it really is a hard movie to spoil because...
1: I know. I'm sorry, you re- y'all. <laughs>
3: It's n- good, though. No, and I mean I mean that in a sense that you can talk freely about spoilers for this movie, and it doesn't really ruin anything. I mean, it's just that kind of movie for me, because there's just so much to take away from actually seeing it play out. Yep. Like, the cinematography yeah. is so important to adding, like, the context of what we're saying.
1: Um, and it was a thriller, but I feel like we're on the side of the villain, which was kind of interesting, too. Yeah. Because like, she says yeah.
0: everything so well. And I think those two scenes at the beginning of the interview and then the classroom, mm-hmm. I think, like, it, they, they, even if you, like, you're on her side, even when, like, you say, like, oh, I see what your this movie is now. Like, I see what, you know, like, she's going to do. Like, mm-hmm. her her points are so well thought and classified and and put together that you're like and she's like oh i'm doing malice fifth because it's about love it's about this and so like she brings you into the world that she thinks she lives in um and and then you realize and then like you're simultaneously having like an out-of-body experience watching her like being with her and turning against her yourself but then also mm-hmm. like watching it on the outside as she discovers that herself with the Like former
3: protege of hers that i think she kills herself before the movie is that right before uh the, yes because that's place. one of the that's one she's of the haunting branches. her yeah. the entire movie like really like you can kind of argue that much of it takes could be taking place in yeah. head so um, the, the, agreed the,
0: a good a good story or good characters like they always have like four things right it's like the yeah. the need um the need or the want the need um the lies and the ghost those are the mm. four things that drive characters the thing a character wants the thing a character needs even though they don't know that they need that thing. Um, like they think they want this, but they actually need something else. The lies they tell themselves about the world and the mm-hmm. ghost that haunts them. Uh mm-hmm. and, th- and that is that is this movie in a nutshell. Um
3: Definitely. Yeah.
1: You reminded me of Whiplash a little bit.
3: Yeah. Um yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like a more yeah. chill
3: whiplash, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, whiplash I, was so good the second i'm gonna watch it again right now that, I, I remember it.
3: seeing i took a friend to see it again because i loved it so much yeah. uh i took him to see it like the week after i saw it um because i loved the ending so much and i knew that when it ended he would go woo and he did sure enough like because the <laughs> ending is just one of the best movie endings to me of all like of all time um
0: it's amazing palmer yeah, you not that something- it's feel
3: good it's just there's, there's a lot palmer you
0: had something about tar and
2: whiplash didn't you during – when I was watching it, I sent him a text that legitimately said, I've already seen this movie, and it was done better, and it was called Whiplash.
1: <laughs> I won't argue that Whiplash was better
2: because yeah, I do – I
1: love that movie, but it is a different type of movie. And very, so,
2: very, so So, all right. Cate Blanchett, I feel – Kind of always gives like and you can say she's really good, and I'm not gonna really argue. I just in my mind, I feel like she's always kind of the same kind of colder character, and she plays it well. I'm not gonna deny that I'm not gonna deny that she's not a really good actor, and you're right, the scene in Juilliard, I thought was easily probably the best scene of the movie, yeah. But at least for me, me, yes. Yeah, but for me, one, you know, Tim, Tim mentioned like, you know, at times she's kind of pulling you in to see her side and, and her argument. And I feel like she's trying to do it at times, but nothing nothing that the movie gives me ever makes me want to be on her side or even look at things from her point of view. That she's just you know it's it's very obvious, kind of from the beginning she's not a good person she's not likable almost in the least bit, like I think there's a very short point of time when it's the inside the actors' studio segment at the beginning right. where you're like, all right, you know let's see let's see how she is but i I think there's just too many times where I feel like this movie does stuff for the sake of padding out a runtime like her chasing her new protege through this run down, burnt out abandoned that's, place
3: that's kind of one of the scenes i'm talking about where did that really happen that's kind of one of the scenes that i'm talking about.
1: i i yeah. thought that was not really happening and like yeah. a nightmare or something well yeah.
2: she she had very real she had a very real injury from it
1: she did, but she also, kind of like her wife, I think abused pills. I mean they show her with them a lot in the movie, so we don't really know it happened. Yeah.
3: And and there's somebody leaving stuff around her apartment. I I yeah, it's yeah. I there's a lot to dissect in this movie there, for sure. You know, and it and it was
2: fine, like you can if you want to take the argument like what well, did some of this stuff not actually happen to her? Like, mm-hmm. are we really just watching like the like a psychosis in her head kind mm-hmm. of play out and every so often we see like bits and pieces of the outside world shine through? Okay, but I don't feel like the movie makes it clear enough to to right. to work for me. Um I don't need things spelt out specifically, but I think you need to do a better job of letting me know like where you want me where you want my headspace to be at it you know you're already you're already on the wrong foot by doing this movie where really most of the characters are not good, like they all have ulterior motives except for the people like she abuses, like yeah, they have their motives of wanting to move up in their in their chosen profession mm-hmm. and you know they kind of succumb. To her whims to to do it, which you know, I feel bad for them that they that that they're being taken advantage of like that. So, but I don't need a movie where I really dislike the characters, aside from a very select few, and then have to deduce like what is actually real and what is in her head. So you don't but like? Hamlet, I just yeah. don't have time for this.
0: To me. You also don't. Huh? So you don't like Hamlet is also what you just said to me.
1: Yeah. Depending upon the version of Hamlet, yeah. I I think that, you know, a lot of it is we're not sure if it happened or not because she's a very unreliable narrator. I mean, she thinks she's an awesome person.
2: Because she's a woman. Clearly not. Is that why, Lisa? (laughs) Huh? Is she an unreliable narrator because she is a woman? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm
1: saying.
3: <laughs>
2: Lisa said it, everybody. <laughs> I said it,
1: guys. Cancel me. Um, no, I feel like, you know, I, I think that she's extremely unreliable because she's a megalomaniac. I mean, she's oh, yeah. obsessed with herself and unable to see all the real harm she's doing. And she keeps seeing that-
3: the ghost of that redhead, too. It's automatically mm-hmm. from the very beginning, yes. uh, which you don't well, know no. until you really
1: have the to, to real.
3: see the movie again. Or kind of figure it out as you're watching the movie that, oh, that's not real. That's not happening. Yeah. Real. It, the Hamlet
1: comparison is spot on. I mean, it's like she's being haunted by her own mistakes and she tries to avoid it the whole movie, tries to cover it up, tries to delete the evidence. But at the end of the day, she she did those things
4: yeah. and
1: she made that happen. And I, I think, I don't know, I thought the movie was really effective for that. I don't think you have to like the main character of a movie for it to be effective. Um, yeah. I never really liked her, but I think it is kind of frightening at points when she brings up compelling arguments and you are almost on her side. It's like, that is kind of scary. And it, it is probably yeah. true to life that, you know, the people you think are the worst, like may not be, I mean, we're all multifaceted people. So it's like, it's complicated. And the people under her, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I felt like that happens a lot, where people are in a situation where it's their entire career on the line, and not everybody is going to be a hundred percent good all the time in mm-hmm. that situation. They're under a lot of pressure, right? So I'm I don't
2: just, know. I I'm just saying, like this this had a this had like maybe one or two many things that I dislike in movies fair. that all that were just all in one. Yeah. Like out of say like five things like I really don't like to see in movies or that really can take me out of a movie, this had say three or four. Like I can deal with one or two, but this had more than I can. And no, uh... um hold
0: on, listen folks, I'm going to interject because we still have three movies to get through and we're veering in on 2 hours here and All right. I'm tired. So, uh let's move on to Top Gun Maverick. Movie that saved movies. I loved it. The world loved it. Um, it is really it a Best Picture? A I don't know. Maybe. Is it just a really well-made movie? It sure is. Um, but
3: Top-notch popcorn blockbuster. It is a yeah. Yeah,
0: top-notch popcorn blockbuster. Exactly. Yeah. But is it a Best Picture? Not really. Um, but I'm glad that it's on here, truthfully, yeah. because I think it deserves the accolades that it's getting. But I don't think anybody apart from being nominated for best picture is really pretending that it is any more than what it is. <laughs> like it's just a good movie.
2: So it was in my top 10 for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That being said, I would not have nominated it for best Me picture. Neither. Me neither. Um, <laughs> because it was just the first movie over again. Like it was fine. It was, oh, I disagree. It was definitely can... not the first no.
0: movie over again. Way back. Oh, you're I right. Didn't, this, I just feel that way. Either, you're right. But... This
2: time around, they played football and not and not volleyball. There you go. Right. See, I'm sorry, go. it was completely different.
0: America's pastime. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah.
2: You know the, but that being said, but I talked about it before. I really liked it. I do like Tom Cruise. I really love Jennifer Connelly in this. Yes. It's it's shot really well. You guys keep talking. I got to get more water. Go ahead. Bye and this is the guy that's like, "Ah, oh, come on guys, we got to wrap it up." And he's off getting water. <laughs> um, How dare he hide you. I I know. So <laughs> do I like this more than the first movie? Probably. I definitely Although, do. Yeah. Cuz I didn't love the first one. So but I just, you know what? It's never it's never going to not be a knock on the movie. I just Miles Teller, I just Oh, man. I don't know
3: what he's done in this life yeah. except be born. But I hate him so much. I remember scrolling through a TikTok feed and he showed up in there because I think his wife or girlfriend, life partner, whoever, is like an influencer. And so she made a video with him and all the comments were like, Miles, Miles Teller, really? Like, it was just so funny. <laughs> like, everybody's just kind of tired of this guy existing uh, for yeah. no real actual reason. Like, it's just like, it, I don't you know. know. What it is? It's, you know how, <laughs> you know how,
2: like, people always say, like, some women have have the resting B face. He like, he has that <laughs> yeah, as a guy. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Resting
3: like B he face, has, I guess? he has
2: resting punch me in the face, face. I don't know. He just seems like, like yeah. slimy. I don't know. It's that weird. being said, I thought
3: he was great. And we mentioned whiplash. I thought he was great in that. And I thought he was yeah. great in this. Um, I, I liked his I think he tries with, to with, be with too Tom much of
2: Anthony Edwards in this.
3: Yeah. I think he was directed to be that way. Honestly. Um, I think it worked though. To, to, in my opinion, I thought yeah, it yeah. But really,
2: i i I think the, I think the characters around uh, Maverick in this I I like more than the original. Aside Definitely. from, aside from Val Kilmer, I really love Val Kilmer as an actor. I'm glad that we able to find a way yes, with his dude. with his health situation to get him into this movie. Yeah, that was so um, great. Yeah, I really like that scene. It you know. It really because you didn't have Tom Scarrett, so I think mm-hmm. you
3: really need that character. Mm-hmm. But it was done really well. I agree, and, and the fact that it like got, got totally snubbed for cinematography when before the nominations were announced, all yeah. of the because I pay attention to like the odds and the predictions from experts, quote unquote. Every single one of them had Top Gun Maverick as the winner for best cinematography. So the fact that it got completely snubbed reminds <laughs> me of those times where that happened like i think it happened last year or whatever whatever year that won't you be my neighbor came out um that mr rogers documentary and everybody's okay. like oh this is gonna win and then it didn't get nominated i think it's because voters get like comfortable with the idea that oh clearly somebody else is gonna vote for this you know i'm gonna yeah. vote for my darling so they just forget you know forget to vote for the one that should in my opinion win um but yeah the cinematography is unreal uh, obviously the there's been so many articles and videos about how they shot the stuff for real uh, when they could. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that, and that made it all the more a, a better theatrical experience. I did see it at home on my TV and obviously it wasn't the same, but it was still just as riveting. It's one of those movies that unlike tar where I want to talk about its meanings and all that stuff after the fact, it's one of those movies that you just love in the moment that you're watching it. And then you're like, yeah, that was great, man. I loved it. I love the high <laughs> that I was on. And then when you're gone from it, it's like, okay, can we talk yeah. about something else
0: now <laughs> yeah. yeah which is fine there i think i what i like about it being nominated is that there's room for both in the academy
3: yeah this and avatar i was very happy that I got nominated yeah because, not like, every movie i has feel like to people be, would have tuned in because of that you know high art
1: yeah, yeah i i'm a, not a fan when people say things like oh you picked a popcorn movie or like this shouldn't be You know, it's like movies can be feel good and enjoyable <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and be yeah. nominated. We love movies, right? Yeah. that's why we're here. So, yeah, agree. I, I haven't seen it yet, and it's it's my husband's fault. He hasn't seen the oh, first Top your... Gun, so he keeps going like, "Oh, we have to watch that one first. and I, and then we never watch it, and so I still haven't gotten a chance. I think I'm. I, I was gonna just see it without him, but <laughs> I didn't want him to get mad at me. So I
0: understand that life. I I, I understand you. Um, when your husband hasn't
2: seen a movie yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah.
0: he,
1: yep. He's just—he's not interested in Top Gun at all. But then he's like, yeah. "Well, I gotta see the first one."
2: Well, yeah. If he's not—I
1: <laughs> mean, but you've never wanted to see Top Gun until now.
2: It's—it's it's not like Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have a deep storyline that you need to I watch. Yeah. the movies. You it, can just be like, there. "Here's
3: what you need to know." It tells Anthony Edwards' character's you name is Goose, and he dies in the first movie and play. That's I hadn't it, seen that. the first one since
0: I was ten. And I watched this one like, right. oh, yeah, right. Goose. All right, I'm good. Yeah. I made it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. That's all you it's need to not know not is not complicated. Goose
2: That's
0: it. W-
1: I'm yeah. respecting his – I wish. will
2: say as a fun fact, Top Gun is one of the less than ten movies that every time there's been a new media format, I own it on that format.
3: Me too. I don't know what I it is. I did not know tape, that. Interesting. Tape,
2: Laserdisc, DVD – Blu-ray, HD DVD, Blu-ray 3D, like every time it's come out because for the longest time we would use that movie when we were setting up a new sound system in my house Oh. just because of the, just because of the beginning with the music and the, and the planes. Yeah. It was just a really good test for sound systems. Yeah. So I've also watched that movie countless times because of that, mm-hmm. but yeah. It's a sweaty movie. I like it. Yep. Yeah. All
3: right, let's
0: move on. Let's move on to Triangle of Sadness,
2: and I, now let's move on to the next movie.
1: Yeah, seriously, I didn't see this one. <laughs>
2: okay, um,
1: so there is only like a couple that I didn't see. I am sorry, there is so many. That's okay, them.
2: that's all right. Um,
0: when I realized this movie, when I finally figured out this movie was a parody, about twenty minutes into the uh, to the diarrhea and barfing scene, I was uh, I was like, oh, right on, all right, I, I figured out what you are doing now. <laughs> Like, oh, it just man. took me a little while remember- to get there, and I actually really liked the third act of this movie a lot, yeah. um, sure. but it was a movie that I saw. Um, I
3: This is one that I, the more distance I got from it and the more conversations I had with friends that saw it, uh, the more I loved it. Um, my friend was pointing out parallels about the conversations about um, gender dynamics, which was coming from a very inauthentic place when the guy was like telling the girl mm-hmm. hey you need to pay for dinner cuz you said you would and this would be our dynamic in a relationship we need to pay for each other equally and blah 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 he was coming for, to it at it from a place of i make less money cuz i'm a male model and you make more money cuz you're way more attractive than me and you're a woman or whatever in that industry so they were having this debate about gender dynamics and then the third act is pretty much the gender dynamics conversation they had in practice okay. uh which i th- I'd never noticed the first time I watched it. until no, I No, I didn't get that until you it. just said that. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. I was like, holy crap, that's really interesting. That's what um, happens
0: when you watch a movie in parts. You right? forget things.
3: Yeah, <laughs> The boat part was really, felt like a sitcom in the middle of a movie. Like, it was just so ridiculous. Like, the people that were arms dealers that suddenly got, like, a grenade thrown at them and they were like, oh, look at that, it's one of ours. They were just so, like, lackadaisical about it. It was so ridiculous. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I ended up enjoying it, um later on when i first got out of the movie i was like where's the ending and i got mad um but i just had to kind of sleep on it a little bit <laughs>
0: it's one of those like i'm i'm not upset that i saw it i didn't feel like i wasted my time uh but i just it, it's um it just it wasn't cohesive enough for me like that's fair it, that's totally fair and yeah. it's long too it's another long one it's long for the story it's telling like yeah. the, we spent an obscene amount of time on that yacht, um, oh my God, and yes. it's just an unnecessary for for the story that it's telling. Like it, it right. made its point in it made its point in each act earlier mm-hmm. than it like that f- the time frame
3: allotted. I feel like the writer director Ruben Ostlund had his heart set on the uh, the socialist uh, captain debating the capitalist Russian mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep he he was dead set on keeping that scene in the movie and that's why it was long as it was. Because you really could have taken out, because the captain is nowhere to be found in the third act. Nope. So you really could have taken out that entire thing. Even though it's Woody Harrelson and he's great, you really could have taken it out and trimmed a lot of fat.
2: Yep, I agree.
3: I still love the movie though, I'm sorry. Sorry, Palmer, I know it's like your least favorite. So <laughs> I mean, you can easily trim out the entire
2: movie. <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't like this movie at all. And let's be real, like, they need to stop nominating 10 movies. I understand why we initially went to 10 movies, and then we dialed it back. We're like, it doesn't need to be 10 movies anymore, yet we're still nominating 10. Um, I think we should still do 10, I'm going to be honest. I'd be happy with 8. Really? Yeah. I'd be happy with 7 to 8. I I like that it can be between 5 and 10. But not every year has to be ten, because this year clearly shows that there's some bloat there. And
3: I disagree. And, and given actually, the fact, this like, is a year
0: I don't think that there's a lot of bloat. I, there's I at disagree. least three
3: movies worth of bloat. I can safely say I liked or loved every single movie that was nominated, like really liked or, or genuinely loved wholeheartedly. And that's fine. But should it have gotten nominated? Like we said, with with no, with Maverick, not over like uh, there was one that got snubbed uh, that I was so certain with. I thought Babylon was going to get in there.
2: Yeah, Babylon. I, I would have put up. Babylon
3: in there for sure. Babylon
2: over Triangle of Sadness, same type of gross out humor, much better movie.
3: <laughs> I, love, of, I love them both, but Babylon, I do love
2: uh, you know quite a
3: bit more. Yes,
2: I I remember when I saw the first trailer for for Triangle of Sadness, and its entire marketing campaign was look. Rich people throwing up. And I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be an insufferable movie.
3: And it was. Well, it was more more of a uh, kind of like Glass Onion, uh, which was another one I thought was going to get nominated or was hoping was going to get nominated for Best Picture. Um, it's another F the rich type theme. And I'm totally on board with those. <laughs> Let's keep, keep doing it. I'm, I'm fine with it as
2: long as it's not as long as it doesn't come off as preachy as it does. Because then um, I think you're doing your movie a
3: disservice.
0: That's fair. Anyway, right. we can sorry. Let's, the let's move on to we have two left. Uh women talking. Uh <laughs> this is the last one that I watched out of this whole lineup. Um I I really I enjoyed think same it. here.
3: It came out last for theatrical mm-hmm. run, so yeah, same here.
0: Yeah. I really liked it. It it advertised exactly what it is. Women talking,
3: yes, yeah, it, it needed more of it. Women and a guy talking, yeah, yeah. That guy,
1: should I was actually there.
0: surprised. Ben Winshaw was like, and Ben Winshaw will be taking notes. So I was like, oh,
1: yeah, that guy, ben Winshaw.
3: <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. That dude talked in that character specifically. The actor was great, but the character talked in circles sometimes in an annoying way, yes, yeah,
1: very where, annoying. Where he was, was like, like they asked,
3: they, at a certain point, halfway through or a little more over halfway through, they finally asked him what he thought. Um, not that it matters. Um, but they asked him what he thought, and he said they should stay and leave at the same time. I but thought see, that was on.
0: So I thought that was on purpose, and here's why: mm-hmm. because he's oh, technically okay. the representative of all the men in that community.
1: Not all men. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I had to make <laughs> that joke. He's That's true.
3: problematic. this is, episode. What's going
2: on? No, no, no. She's fine because Ben Winshaw is definitely the best man in that entire colony.
1: Of course, right.
0: But so, like, because he because the, he's basically
1: he, not from there, because, I mean, right? Him, but he is. Let Melvin. me
0: say my thing, so I don't forget it. Um, like, <laughs> so, like, gonna... he's he is like it's a it's a patriarchy. He is mm-hmm. the male in that meeting, and he's taking a backseat. He's taking their notes, whatever. But because it's a patriarchy, like, th- and the way that it's run, the like the women assume have assumed for all this time that. Mm-hmm. They The men have it right and they have the answers and they have the this and like all this stuff. And so when the man gets to actually speak at this meeting where they are debating real things in a really good like way that progresses like with real philosophical and logical thought, he comes in and just talks in circles, which is representative of how their entire community is run in a giant circle, right? And Mm -hmm. so like – He is, like, showcasing how they are correct and how, like, the patriarchy, in this case for this community, is not correct.
4: Hmm.
0: They just
2: realize he's an idiot is what it is. Like,
1: Well, and his, like, inability to act. It's like they can all agree that these horrible acts committed on these women were awful, and yet it still can't move the needle at all.
0: Well,
3: and that just tells. He's like, you know,
1: he's like, yeah, that's terrible, but uh, you know, it's like something about really? the foundation
3: of the colony and yeah, something yeah. like that, it, and, and what it would do to families and stuff. I was like, I, bro, wrong side, bro. Like it was just <laughs> interesting. But you <laughs> so were he still two sides found a way and You were on the wrong one. He still found Definitely. a way to break my heart by the end of the movie because he does have a very vulnerable scene at the end. That was like, oh yeah. no, like oh no. But uh, the yeah, the movie does have really. It's kinda of similar how I feel about the Fablemans where it's like when it when it when it's great, it's it's just it sings. It's amazing. Um, but there are some definitely some pacing things that was like it didn't keep me gripped the whole I, time. I
0: agree that it could for the store or for what it's doing, it, mm-hmm. it definitely could have moved along at a faster clip. Even though um, it's like a ninety minute movie, but yeah. It, absolutely. It's yeah. a little bit longer than that, I thought. But, either, it's all but really like, it felt really short to me it it for some 90, reason. ninety. That's what <laughs> it I mean. Like it, it, it was compared like, to other movies. It's like year. 105, but it could have been 90. Ah, okay. Yeah,
1: I um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was done really well, and mm-hmm. and all that. But I I think I'm a little bit. I don't know how to say this without sounding bad.
0: say it. it. I think that there's
1: lots of feminist issues and I feel like sometimes we only cover one or two of them over and over. (laughs) That is true. While they're very important and very serious, sometimes I almost feel like something is lost when we keep going over them. Like there's so many other issues to talk about.
0: War is wrong. Yeah. It's the same Um, same thing. Like you go back to this particular type of event to 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 make a point about it um but that point is the same point that a b c and d have already made you're just seeing it in a different format
1: and it's almost becomes like i don't know kind of like i Handmaid's Tale, love the first season. We're on whatever season now, and I just can't do it anymore. Oh my
3: gosh, yeah, you know what I mean. It is such a
1: beatdown, and this movie was an emotional beatdown.
3: It was. Um,
1: it's exhausting, and so like I think it was done really well, but it certainly wasn't my favorite movie of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought all the women in the movie and the man, (laughs) sorry, talked. They talked. Yeah. Um, I think they all did a really good job, and so it was done very well, but. I wasn't uh, like, oh, I can't wait to watch this because I mean, I knew what it was going to be and
3: yeah, it was rough, not an easy watch. Yeah. Uh,
2: so luckily, I think like because I I texted you, Lisa, like as I was watching this movie, like the first ten minutes or first fifteen minutes when you get pretty much the story of why they're there talking, I think is the heaviest part of the movie, and it's hard to kind of to kind of get into the movie when like that's the start of it.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: But luckily I think it it does a good job of once it gets by that, it bring it still talks about it, it still brings it up. I think it doesn't it never goes back to that to that like really really sick feeling that you get at the beginning of the movie. That being said, I I really love this movie and you're right. There's some great performances in it. It's shot really well. I was actually like it's a based on a true story thing as far as your as far as like yes, there are tons of more issues that that should matter when it comes to women, but the reason these keep coming up is because these are the things that are also still very prevalent in society. Yeah. Like this that's, didn't happen that point. long ago. Yeah, it happened 13 you know? years yeah. ago.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of, like, you know, the thing that happened with um, Sandusky, and, like, I watched a documentary about that, and people in that town where this horrible thing happened, and a bunch of children were abused, the entire town was like, but look what it did to our town, like, look what, like, this did to our town, look what this did to football, and you're like, are you insane? These are your... People like These your children. Kids. These are your children. Yeah. yeah, You're friends, and you don't care. You're just worried about football. What you know? Yeah. And it, it, it's America's pastime. Like, you know, it's just like yeah, it's just like this movie where it's like it doesn't matter how horrible things are when there's a status quo. People are like, well,
2: I, I everything's got to no.
1: stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know? I, I do think the horrible. one difference in this movie is. Like it's not just like people agreeing that this is bad, like they're having a vote as to what to do, and they're voting on like three three things, two of which sound reasonable, and one that you don't understand why somebody would vote for it. you know mm-hmm. they're voting to either stay there and fight, stay there and do nothing, or leave and there are people actually arguing. To just staying there and doing nothing, which is like baffling, and like that's like to me that's the hardest part of to hear the argument to even try and make it sound remotely like it's a good idea, and to still make it interesting enough to 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 be the crux of this movie, and I so I think it does a wonderful deft job with that. My only real my 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 only real complaint about this movie is the character of Melvin um i'm i'm glad that they viewed Melvin as a man because in the movie they are trans you know because of what happened to them like that's like they not because of what happened to them but they they went down a different path after stuff happened to them and They're, like, they're still there. Like, they got, that person got left behind, which seems weird to me. And I don't, I don't know if that person was, I think that person was just for the movie. I don't think it was based on a real character. But it just... That person would
1: be in so much danger. That would be such a bad idea. Exactly. For
2: one, because of the, because of the Mennonite faith to begin with. You know, that was one of, like, the IMDb trivia things they were like, yeah, it's nice that they that they called him Melvin, but in a Mennonite community, that's not flying. So like they're in real danger, especially now that the rest of the women are gone.
3: They should have changed the title to Turfs Talking. <laughs> I'm terrible.
2: I'm yeah. the worst. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's it. But I I thought this movie was great. I I loved Sarah Polly ever since Go, oh, and man, I know she's, she's not in the movie. She's the writer and she's the director of it. So I, but I kind of kept up with her career mm-hmm. since Go, and I'm really happy she got the award for it. I, you know, she's never really done a lot of like award bait movies. Yeah, and I would argue like. On the surface, and you'll have people argue that this is strictly a ward made movie. But, but, like she said in her acceptance speech, you know, she was really happy that Hollywood didn't hold it against her that the words women and talking were so close together. <laughs> which I thought was, I thought that was just a, such a great acceptance
3: speech. Yeah, it was.
0: All right. So, finally, it was we, good. I didn't, well, go oh, go go last thing I want to
1: say I didn't think about. The trans person being left behind. I guess I didn't notice that in the movie. I didn't that notice was, it either. Yeah. That is a huge miss on that Yeah, like, the, the only what? One is,
2: like, I remember at the end, like, they're all like, bye, Melvin, <laughs> bye, Melvin. I'm like, wait, 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 what?
1: Yeah, seems almost like, like, okay, you decided to tackle trans issues and then seems, a weird like, at the because end. Because no. they, okay. they, anyway.
0: they see Melvin as, as trans, as male. So, like, and because they're not taking males with them. Melvin, but they are. the community, no, they're, they're taking the boys who are way younger than Melvin. I, it, believe, it, I believe it's just
1: ignoring a bigger Melvin's issue. I say. feel like, I don't know, it just to me that that is a weird way to end it. Like, I get what you're saying, Tim, yeah. but I just feel like there's also the reality of the violence that person. Oh, no, I
0: agree with you, situation. I agree with you, but I just like it's a yeah. in the movie, it's st- like to write it in a way that's weird that that like.
2: Well, see the you know, like, the way my brain is see why the way exist. my brain's kind of equating the stuff is Melvin chose to stay. Like that's the only way I can be okay with this. That
1: that could be too. Yeah, I would hope they would have thought of that. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, last movie.
0: <laughs> all right, last movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The uh, eleven times nominated, seven award winner of the evening. I said in our um uh year of um our uh what do you call it um best of 2022 I thought this movie was overhyped and I'm going to yep. I'm going to ride that train still um I think it was I saw it way post hype and so I think that might have been a huge part of my like you know the way that I I felt about this movie um but like when they when the directors accepted their one of their awards might have been their writing award. They uh they said, uh, you know, this conversation came about because I said, Let's put my mom in the matrix. And I said, That's what I said when I was watching the movie. I said, It's the matrix with the multiverse. So I think like just so much of like, it's original, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. There are original parts in it, for sure. But I just A didn't feel that it was parts. I just didn't feel that it was as like amazingly groundbreaking as everybody said. But again, that's the hype machine, and so like I have to watch it. I have to watch it again. It's going to be once hard once watching once without. It, once the hype it's machine. once it's died down, not like, really. And I've like seen it again.
3: Accepting or yeah. embracing what you hear from hype is kind of on you, in my opinion. Like I, I, because I saw it like after film festivals and stuff like that, and. I saw people it over Christmas.
0: Shut up about it, I yeah. saw it over Christmas. So like when I say the hype me, like it was a long Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same place train. Tim is in.
2: Yeah. I I saw it when it first made it to digital and that was months, months after even like the first award ceremony. And I hadn't heard people stop talking about it since then. And I'm I'm of the same opinion. Like it was so overhyped and sometimes it's not a bad thing like if you so if you want to give me the argument like people really embrace this movie because of like the actors in it and like people just really love Michelle Yoth, and um and Data I can never remember his actual name Hwang. Hwang. Okay um and then the the father Hong James Hong James Hong I couldn't remember his first name I remember Hong uh but like Yeah. Okay. I, you know, separately, I love these people. You want to? You want to really love the the writers and the directors? Great. I just don't think the movie coalesces for me.
1: I think I need to see it again. I will say that.
3: I will say that for all of you. Yes.
1: (laughs) I will (laughs) say that his speech in the film, where he says he talks about being kind, yeah, that made me cry.
4: Yeah.
1: And I avoided the movie for a long time because. I knew it was about a mother and relationships with moms. And I just was like, that's going to be rough. I feel like that's going to be rough. Um, Especially with what had been going on in my personal life and how close I feel with my mother. Um, But we are such opposites. And so I knew that like, I would, you know, hopefully my mom's not listening to this, but I feel like I would relate a lot. And um, I did, but I didn't, I didn't cry sad tears the way I thought I would, which was, I was grateful for but I also felt like there was so much in my ear about what the movie is that it was hard to enjoy it without that so I kind of agree with Tim and even said I was like I was surprised I didn't love this more but um at the same time I think it's incredibly heartwarming that this film got so many awards and that movies like this can still win so many awards when they're so positive positive. and I don't like the um criticisms i've seen that are like oh this is the saccharine sweet nonsense winning it's silly i'm like no i think that movies of all types should win awards mm-hmm. and that it, just because a movie is heartfelt and happy doesn't mean it shouldn't win something that's coda. silly. coda yeah. last year yeah yeah. Yeah. Coda, yeah he has a great example. like you don't yeah. have to
3: be
2: schindler's list to win awards like, exactly like yeah
1: there's room for both types of or different types of films yeah. right yeah and there's only two types schindler's list and this man, everything <laughs> everywhere all at once <laughs> all that's, yeah. that's, that's,
3: what a spectrum well, what a yeah. before we really like, I a, feel like, like yeah. i need
1: to see it again because i i didn't anticipate it winning this many yeah. awards i'll but, be honest before, I, did I didn't either and i loved
3: too. it the minute i saw it like yeah. i i it was yeah. like oh this is one of my favorite movies ever made like that's as dope. soon as i saw it i was like Cool. So but before we before we
0: like release you, you know? to like convince us you know to, uh, like why yeah like why why uh, it deserves what it deserves I do think it is an extraordinarily well made movie so like I didn't walk away from the movie going that was subpar and not well made like Venom Two was better or whatever you know what I mean or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Like, better. like that's not like what Still. I got away I was like wow Michelle Yeoh <laughs> is great Kiwa <laughs> Hong was great. Jamie, I didn't recognize Jamie Lucartis for half the movie. Like That is took, crazy. Like, How, yeah, you didn't so recognize her didn't. immediately? Like, no, I didn't. I, I was like, wow. I, know I saw, her. I said, don't oh, look, it's that woman that,
2: that Michael Myers keeps trying to kill. Yeah,
0: like, and so, like, and I, like, I thought that, like, a, the opening shot is, like, a bunch of circles, like, in the part, and I was like, I know what it's doing. Like, right away, like, I know where like, you know, like, it's, like, uh, it's everywhere. gonna, yeah, yeah, right, it's gonna be, it's gonna be filled with motifs, and the colors are going to mean something, and the shots are going to mean something, and like all this different stuff and stuff. And I was right. And the
3: throwaway and, lines too, where they say something about raccoonie, and then suddenly it's another universe. You know, like yeah, every line feeds into it either another and, universe or something like that. And yeah. like
0: objectively, I appreciated all of that, and I think again, I would have liked it more if I wasn't bombarded with "it's the best thing that's happened," you know, in in a decade you know and, and so like i and that's just to your point it's a little on me to to buy into that but i think it's so hard not to buy into that well into I mean, that stuff
3: i guess i get the recent the most recent not recent it's a long time ago but that was avatar one for me uh but that was a different time that was not really social media wasn't as present as it is now so that I, I think
1: social is a little different
3: it, it probably him. probably so yeah. I guess I, I'm trying to compare it to another movie that had so much hype around it last year. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, really? That's I can't think of one, Phantom though. Too. Um, RRR I waited a long time to see. And that movie was really great. So I can't really get mad at people for talking about it. Um, but anyway, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. So I, I, mean, I recognize between why between people, people like this movie.
0: It. Why why they think it's really good and why they want awards. Some of the awards I even agree with. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and so that none of that, none of that affected me. I'm glad that it won Best Picture. Like I can recognize that it's, um, it's importance and the, the need for it and all those things. It just, I just didn't connect with it the way that the world told me I was going to. And
2: that, or that you should have, or that I should have, right?
0: No, there's no
3: should when it comes to feelings on movies. I agree, but that's
2: that's not what the that's not what the whole hype machine was about. Yeah, I will
1: say I don't like. I saw a film group that I'm in. Somebody, um, none of y'all are in this group, by the way. Um, Wow, uh, because oh. it's really exclusive. Hmm. No, you just happen not to be. So <laughs> I just didn't want you to go look and it's go only after this person. I'm not but, um, I have many groups. It's fine. The, there, uh, somebody made a post that was like, "I was so disappointed in the Oscars and all the movies that won. They were awful, and like the Oscars have really degraded. And like, I don't get hmm. why any of these movies win. And like, went on and on. And I was like, that's horrible. Like, I mean, on some level, you have to be like, you miss when the Oscars were the same for like ever and like the same kind of movies always won and like that's a weird take but also
0: but also yeah like palmer and i doing this whole project of like going back and watching all these movies there are certainly trends but there are a lot of surprises that crop up over the years and so like the the way that people think Uh, about the oscars being like oh it wasn't like it used to be in this like they have very little conception of what the oscars are actually like
2: it was funny. I made the same comment to Jeff when he mentioned something about about this winning, and he, he was like, "Oh, this this is like very out of the box," and this and that. And I was like, "Look, there, yes the the Oscars have this this stereotypical thing of like only certain movies win, but mm-hmm. go back and watch like the last ten years worth of movies, just the just the past ten years." Yeah. And I told Jeff like this probably
3: this could be this- the new normal.
2: There's probably like, this. like six or seven yeah. movies that won that mm-hmm. I would argue probably weren't like quote unquote
3: Oscar movies that's yeah. true. in that's the way true. that people think that the Oscar yeah. movie should be. Now, and that's, that's and that's saying, fair because I actually ranked, you know, Twitter was doing it.
4: Yeah, I saw. It's fun to do.
3: I, I ranked like all the best picture winners from the last 10 years. And as I was listing it, I was like, these are all great, first off. And second off, these are all so. Freaking different! Like there are exceptions. Like like Spotlight to me and Green Book feel like safe winners, even though they're See, Spotlight's a great movie. Green Book's pretty good. It's okay. I I, uh,
0: will, but like, I just I rewatched Green, Green, Green Book Green this Book. weekend. I like Green Book. Put my hands yeah. up. The yeah. the the commentary that was out there on Green Book when it came out is really not the movie. And I That's said good. that when it came out. It's really <laughs> like missed. the 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 misreading of that movie. Like killed the the tr- like why that, that, like that's like, an yeah.
3: example of a time where i let people kind of control the narrative i had for the movie after i saw it which is which is something i had to learn how to tune out and maybe that's why i'm i don't know maybe that's why i'm like not so attuned to the hype machine as much i mean I'm that's just like, fair. i'm just like oh that person liked it okay whatever and then i go yeah. into the movie well feeling some of that open about what the movie's gonna give me you know
1: it was gonna happen to elvis too like there was a lot of Talk around Elvis before it came out, yeah, about it being you know, all these problems with it. And I was kind of like, you know, yeah. I'm just gonna wait till it comes out. And then when it comes out, like, no, nope, all of that died down immediately. It just immediately. hadn't come out yet.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so true. I didn't think about that. But anyway, yeah, this like, movie is, is an, it's it's hard to not talk about, uh, it's hard to talk about without admitting. Um, my own bias for it because I have uh, such a um, a personal attachment to the movie because it's talking about the themes in the movie about um, like Joy, Stephanie Shue's character. She's going through something in regards to um, how she feels about her own insignificance in the grander scope of the universe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of driving her crazy a little bit to the point where this version of her that, that was able to, travel through all the multiverses at the same time. And so she was able to see everything quite literally the title, everything ever all at once. It wasn't enough. Like it, it made her feel even more insignificant. And like, that's, that's, I have like a, it's weird to talk about openly, but <laughs> I have like a weird existential dread and anxiety, like almost all the time. And it's gotten worse lately. Um, and then I watched the movie again last night and I was like, this movie sees me like it just, it, it's, 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 it's just an incredibly personal experience watching this movie for me. Like, I just, I feel like I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting like, the movie's identifying my issues that I have, that I struggle with um, and telling me it's okay to be insignificant. Like, it's not saying, no, you're not, it's not treating you like a special child. You know, it's not like, No, no, no. You matter. You, you know, it's saying, no, it's fine to be insignificant because obviously the universe is going to be way too large for you to comprehend everything. It's going to be impossible for you to whatever, figure all that math out. Um, But it's about being present with the people that are in your life that love you and that you love, you know, and that's really ultimately the message of the movie. And the movie is really just a reminder for me, uh, you know, about that. When I, when I have my own struggles. Um, so, I mean, that's my takeaway from the movie. Right. Um, but then there's, on top of that, there's like the first hour or so is just really dumb, fun action. And that's, and it's good, well choreographed action. Mm -hmm. It is. And watching that first hour where they're like doing insane stuff deliberately to tap into another universe, um, and get a, borrow a skill from another universe, um, That's that's when those are the scenes that I watch and go, this should not win Best Picture because it's so freaking weird, you know, like it's just so out there to watch people jump, you know, butt first onto a statue or something like I just it's just not the type of movie (laughs) that I pictured winning.
0: During the Uh, even though I loved it during the award ceremony, I think it was Michelle Yeoh's acceptance speech. You could see her (laughs) hot dog fingers like in the frame. And I just thought just like the weirdness of that. It's yeah. just like will for me, we'll go down in one of my favorite Oscar moments, where you know just the, like the historic significance of her win, yeah, coupled with like just hot dog fingers just like creeping into yeah. the frame behind her
3: That's and amazing. it's and it's i to me at least it's a thematically dense movie, like I identify with joy's character but but there's there's a lot going on for uh uh michelle yo's character uh what's her name Evelyn, where she is like she's obviously she's wrestling with the chaos because the movie is about chaos too. It's, it's wrestling a lot of, it's, it's explaining a lot of themes all, all at the same time, much like the title of the movie where she, where she is managing the chaos that comes naturally in your life by trying to be very organized about it mm-hmm. um, to where she's losing her relationships with people in her family, like her dad um, and her husband and her daughter. So she has to kind of reconcile all those relationships in in her own way, in the way that she can with them um so that's why the that's why to me the movie feels justified in its length and like and how many story beats it has it it feels like it has several endings and that's because she's reconciling with a certain character at a certain point and then she has to reconcile with another character at a different point like it's just it's it's kind of juggling a lot um so i but i can see that kind of being a little bit of a turnoff um if i if i had to guess like oh there's too many endings or some a feeling of like might be too long or something but uh, i don't know I did not get that.
0: I uh, oh, okay. yeah, I didn't. It, truthfully, it was just the hype train. Like it oh, was just—it really wasn't anything the movie itself did. It was just. It was just. I, I wish I could explain it in an objective way to where there. you
3: feel wrong for no, not loving No, actually, it. but I can't. No, I can't. Actually, the way you, the way,
2: the way you explained your connection to the movie. Mm-hmm. is the best argument I've heard you make for this movie since you started ranting about it on Twitter. <laughs> and I and
1: there, it's you know, impossible
2: I, to tweet about. It's, you I can't mean, tweet about yeah, stuff like that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm joking a little bit about it, but in all honesty, like to me that's a better that's a better thing for this movie than Because 'Cause I'm not saying like I'll joke that I that I hated the movie.
3: I know you didn't though. Yeah. But it was seen, to you me. You hated it was, the whale, right? Like that's a movie you hated. I like... haven't
2: seen the whale because oh, okay. <laughs> I just I just <laughs> everything I know about it just yeah. I don't agree with okay. the movie to begin with. Okay, uh, I'm uh, and and Darren Aronofsky for, has just fallen so much from me lately. Same. Ever since Mother. Yeah.
4: yeah but yeah. that being okay. said,
2: like I thought the movie was totally just okay. Mm-hmm. I like the people in it. I'm rooting for the people that make it. So I'm happy to see Michelle Yoth win an award. Yeah, I wish it was for a better – in my mind, I wish it was for a better movie. Yeah. There's nothing particularly bad about this movie, but the hype is what all – it doesn't kill it. But I'm just like I don't understand why everyone's just so in love other than the fact of – like. You can like this movie and then just be like, I'm really pulling for everyone that was involved in this movie. Yeah. Because I
3: really love them Mm -hmm. as humans, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say also, um, Kihi Kwan's performance, uh, Lisa mentioned his big speech about being nice and stuff like that, but he has another one in an alternate universe where Michelle Yeoh is a very famous actress. She's basically. Oh gosh.
1: Yeah. That scene too.
3: Yeah. The, the, I would be happy in another life doing Ooh, I'm already getting chills. I know uh, it, it <laughs> is taxes the laundry with you. Uh, I just love that scene so much. Like it just shows that um, Michelle Yeoh, I don't think, had to express as much range. Mm-hmm. She showed plenty of range, and I'm not, I'm I'm not upset that she won best actress at all. But Ki Hyun Kwon had to show so much range because he is literally playing different characters in the iterations that we see him in. You yeah. know, like he's playing this suave, cool guy in that movie star universe. You know and I buy it, I totally buy it, and then he and then he has to be like this really cool like you know like really cool like butt kicker in in when he switches in the uh the main universe that we see in the movie, and he's believable as a fighter like um and then he's dopey and and a nerd, and like he's believable as that too and it's just. He's got such a layered performance. Not only, uh, but does he's he have supportive
1: all this- too. He's yeah. the supporting character, mm-hmm. and that's a little bit of a gender swap in some ways. True, because it was supposed you to be know, a Jackie because- Chan
3: movie, actually.
1: And because yeah. you know the the male character is typically not just the supporting character, and yeah. the biggest thing he does is he supports her emotionally. That's the more effective part. And yes. We don't see a lot of like tender male characters, right? But I found that I related to his character actually the most, you know, because that. I feel like I'm, I'm very much in my personal life. I always feel like, I mean, I even described that way. And like, when I describe myself and my brand is like, I like to help people mm-hmm. and I want to be like a positive presence. And I feel like sometimes that really gets like overshadowed or even put down. And I thought it was really touching in the movie, the way yeah. they were highlighting, like
3: well, this and, is like
1: an important person to be in people's lives. It, it matters. Very much
3: so. And and when, when she starts kind of handling things the way that Waymond, her husband would, yeah, um, and she starts helping people, that whole scene of her telling Jamie Lee Curtis, you are not unlovable.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, this again.
3: movie had me <laughs> crying so hard uh, in the third Aww. act. Like I was just, we, I was like, I was hearing things that I needed to hear without knowing I needed to hear it, basically. Mm,
1: that's a sign of I, a good movie.
3: I agree. I cried a lot during the third act because it still yeah. kept going.
1: <laughs> oh, <whatever>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> much like this podcast. So we're going to move on to the 2023 rewindies in which we will, uh, we can, we will give our awards for uh, the following categories only from the list of nominations from this year. They are as follows. Supporting actors, supporting actors, production design, costume design, makeup and hairstyling, music, visual effects, cinematography, editing, sound, actor, actress, writing, and director. Um,
3: You did a fine job at reading those quickly.
0: Thank you. Uh, Practice. Many
3: times. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. And, of course, best picture. Obviously, what you think the best picture is uh, for the year. Um, So let's start with supporting actor. I'm going to go. I'll start with myself. We'll go to Lisa. um, And then we'll go to Jeff. And then we'll go to Palmer. Okay. So. Supporting actor, I give to uh, Kihua Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once, for all the reasons Jeff said about a minute ago.
1: Nice. Um, I Because the rewindies, I gave it to Barry Keegan, even though I actually agree more with the key one. <laughs> but just, you know, pretending alternate universe.
3: Right on. There we go. It fits. Oh, is it me? I'm sorry. It's yes, Kihua yeah. Kwan for everything I wrong once. Yes. <laughs> Tom Hanks for Elvis. Nice.
0: Nice. All right. Supporting actress, I give to Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once, which truthfully was Whoa. not in my mind until she won, and I can't undo that. It was like like I try. I was like I put other people in there. I put Carrie Condon, you know, like what whatever, and I just like I just couldn't do it. I was like, no, it's her. She actually was the best supporting. It was just like I just didn't know it was her. And that, to me, is always, like, the sign of falling into a
3: character. So, yeah. yeah. I cheered, even though she wasn't my first pick, I cheered real hard when she won, by the way. Yeah. It was like, it was just such a, it's been a long time in the industry, and she finally won. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I, I picked um, Jess Buckley. Oh,
3: nice. Um, oh, okay. Women Talking. Women I talking, thought yeah. that
1: was a very compelling character type, a character type that doesn't always get a voice and is often judged. And I feel like the way that women come to the conclusion, the movie is really good, but her portrayal was like really what sold it for me.
3: Yeah. She's one of my favorite actors period today. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm really liking her, man. Yeah. She's Every incredible. time
3: I see her in a movie, like the lost daughter and all that stuff, it's
1: just incredible.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I went with another women talking performance. I, I went with Claire Foy oh i love that yeah. boy yeah. So yeah she's just incredible in that movie She's phenomenal
0: i had a hard time deciding if they were who was the supporting of that group like and who right. was yeah. the lead like because they were i think was a for the ensemble. oscars
3: they submitted rooney mara for the lead i think that's what they did i see yeah, i could see that supporting. you
1: see her like the most yeah well, yeah her character yeah. really but even then me. like it's
3: it's really <laughs> up to you to decide because right. like
2: i had commented that i don't think Brendan Gleason shouldn't have been in the supporting category. Yeah, he's a lead. Like I feel, yeah. I feel yeah, like he's a co-lead lead Yeah, um, but I went with Lisa and Jesse Buckley. Nice, nice, very good.
0: High
1: you.
0: Uh, production design I gave to All Quiet on the Western Front, which I uh, do believe really is like, like really, really well done. Like, I know we we joked, I think in our own thread, like it's just a field. But like it has to be,
2: <laughs> and it's quiet. The
0: field like it has to be. It's, it's, it's just it a quiet Western front. It has to be the Western front. Like to always keep it muddy and like to look like that, like all the time. Like it's the outside world. Like you know how hard it is like to control the weather conditions of the outside world, and like it, it was just really well done. I
2: when I, you see it, it has to scream West. That's right. It does um, too.
0: I- okay, here hear go.
1: I don't know if mine's like right, but I mean cuz I guess it's really more effects, but I picked Avatar even though I haven't seen the Your choice one. is
2: always right, Lisa. No. Oh. Thank you. I mean
1: they have um, to
0: design it. I don't see why that doesn't count.
1: Yeah, that's what, so I was like I'm, the production be honest, design if I'm not is, interested like it visually I would think would win.
3: Is it, the production design uh, practically speaking is just a big tank. And that is very impressive. I'm not going to lie. Because no other movie had ever done that. (laughs) No other movie had ever done that. Titanic. I think it's even bigger for Avatar 2, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. My pick (laughs) is uh, Elvis. I just thought the throwback uh, sets were so believable Mm -hmm. um, and felt quite literally felt like I was transplanted into another time. It was just really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was going to pick Elvis until that
4: but um. <laughs> See, I told you we were going
3: to align I'm, on some.
2: I told yeah, you I'm, I'm sticking with Elvis. So that's one. I said five. So that's one.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is costume design in which I picked
3: Elvis.
1: I picked Elvis too. Wow. This is where I went
3: with my first of a few everything. Well, okay. My second, everything, everywhere, all at once, just because the costumes were so, especially for joy's character. Oh, Jobu yeah. Jobu to or, or whatever whatever uh the other names that Evelyn calls her uh they were just so intricate like and so freaking weird and out there um yeah so i really admired the costumes Elvis
2: Elvis
0: mm.
3: just does not accept the
2: that. the look of the look of the uh, the comeback special outfit yeah. how like exact that was um,
3: what, makeup what i'm sorry before what what one for this again? I can't even remember. Costumes was Oh it was Black, Black Panther or kind of Forever. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which I understand that too. I, I get that
3: actually, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. The, the same costume. Anyway. I, I disagree. I thought the style was a little bit more elevated this time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree.
1: Uh
0: makeup and hairstyling. I truthfully I was gonna give it to All Quiet on the Western Front, but I think I'm actually going with Elvis. It just feels better. So I'm going with Elvis.
1: I picked all quiet on the Western Front.
2: Nice. I went with Elvis as well. I went with Avatar The Way of Water. No. no. Elvis. Yeah, that
3: was okay. good. <laughs> That's yeah. two, man. That's The, two. the yeah. dots
2: were makeup.
0: I know. <laughs> uh, best music, uh, I'm going with... I wrote both. I wrote both my choices, and now I have to choose. I'm going with All Quiet on the Western Front. I think I made a better
3: argument for it while well, well we talked about it so yeah yeah
1: i picked elvis
3: um i love the score that Hilder Gudnodalter did for women talking yeah.
2: it was very understated but it
3: it served the movie it's got a great like hook and melody like i can yeah. sing it if i want no not that oh <laughs> women
2: talking <laughs> <laughs> It was really out of place in women talking. It was weird. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lisa on Elvis primarily because we don't separate um, best best score and best song. True. And I feel like
4: Elvis the academy. Baby. Yeah,
2: The Academy really did a disservice this year. I think Doja Cat should have gotten nominated for Hound Dog and I don't like their whole thing of like, well, it was slightly too much of the hook was Hound Dog, even though the rest of the song was original.
3: I preferred uh, Casey Musgraves' version of I Can't Help Falling in Love With You. Yeah, but that was like a
2: completely like, I'm just saying, like, I can understand why that wasn't nominated. Yeah. But like, Hound Dog which I think is still mostly original except for the hook should have been nominated. I
1: like Mm -hmm. that song a lot.
2: Yeah. But so Elvis, because I think there's enough originality to it.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Visual effects. I'm going to give to avatar, the way of water, even though I haven't seen it
3: because it's fairly
0: obvious.
1: Same. Yeah.
3: Yes. Uh, And I have seen it and yes, this is absolutely the correct choice.
2: I almost went with women talking, but uh, Avatar. <laughs> okay. Good choice. Good last minute. Switch. They didn't actually
3: film it in a barn; it was yeah. all CG. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: women talking also there. for stunt when they jumped out the the top of the barn. That
1: scared the crap out of me. That yes. of I was like, no, oh. And then she's like, "Just kidding, hehe." He. I'm like, "Is that funny right now?"
0: <laughs> so like, you were really in a barn with them. I mean, the <laughs> you, you I mean really to be connected. fair,
2: it was, but. Yeah. Uh, cinematography,
0: yeah, cinematography. I'm giving to All Quiet on the Western Front. Same, same for Lisa.
3: Oh, no, Top Gun Maverick. Come on, get out of here, bro.
0: Get out of here.
3: They shot it for real.
0: Yeah, I know. Real
3: planes. I know.
0: <laughs> I actually thought that. I actually, I actually thought that was what was going to win, uh like for the Oscars. Yeah, me too.
3: Yeah, and then it didn't even get nominated, and I was like, okay.
0: The way I thought about it afterwards, which informed my decision here, is that while that is impressive that they shot it for real and whatever else, when they're not in the planes, it is par for the course cinematography. I disagree,
3: actually. I thought there were some great, like, I don't know. There were some great shots with, like, silhouettes and lights, lighting, and I don't know. There were some other shots that really impressed me. Par for the course is good. Par is great.
0: But, like, there's nothing wrong with Parr. But I didn't, I wasn't wowed by it when they weren't mm. in the Jets. And so that was, that's where I, I went with that. Um, And you went with Top Gun, so Palmer. Avatar. Avatar.
2: Just everything about the look of that movie is just so top-notch. Uh, like,
0: good. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, Editing, I'm going for Top Gun Maverick for the reasons that probably Jeff gave for cinematography.
1: I did everything everywhere all at once.
3: I did everything everywhere all at once too. I think editing is kind of like a a different character in the movie. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it, it feeds into a lot of bits and there's like shots that are just so impressive editing wise that I'm like, how the hell did they do that? It's yeah. Do
0: you guys, do you know that the editors on the, the movie didn't go to film school? They learned how to edit by YouTube.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: And there were five of them and they all won an Oscar. Oh, that's it. The the cinephiles will turn against the movie now.
2: Mm -hmm. Wild. Uh, uh, Palmer, what's your choice? Uh, I'm going with Elvis because for a Baz Lerman movie, for a Baz Lerman movie, if his editing's not on point, that movie can go off. His movies can go off the rails. Mm -hmm. So, Mm
0: -hmm. all right. Uh, Best sound, I'm giving to Top Gun Maverick.
1: I did Elvis.
3: Palmer, we better sync up on this one, man. Uh, Avatar, the way of water. Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar. Because we were already talking about it in the chat, and that's we kind of what yeah. made me go, you know what? Avatar I think is the best sound. Like, yeah. It's just they had to kind of invent a lot out of nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh unlike the ones that actually won it.
0: Mm. Right. Um right. best actor I'm giving to Austin Butler for Elvis.
1: I gave it to Paul Dano because I like Paul Dano. Right on. I'm not going to pretend I'm to be unbiased.
2: <laughs> he's so great. Paul Dano, um, if you're listening.
1: I'm not like those creeps on the internet that are like, he's hot, I love him. Like, that's weird. Y'all are weird, but he's a phenomenal actor. So you're
2: saying he's ugly?
1: No. Oh, far from it. Okay. But okay. I'm just saying, I'm, I don't base awards off thirstiness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like I feel like that's that's where you weird.
3: and Palmer are. Well, different. well, I do. That's why I went with Austin Butler for Elvis. Yeah. Oh
1: well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> good choice.
3: He's, no, but really, he's just the movie doesn't work. Period. Without an Elvis that is Elvis, and he's he's just amazing. He just do y'all
1: find him jarring in interviews though?
3: He's clear. Because... Yeah. He's he's putting on something for them for sure. An affectation. Well, I, or I always feel. Like I don't think he, he, he is. comes
1: across kind of kind of like
3: pokey
1: like a ho like a himbo
3: yeah I mean, a little bit
0: a little bit there's something about it you know. you're talking about the axe ac- so his his accent yeah. still because i actually saw an interview no, just
4: with in general i did
1: he sounds like you know after a football game when you ask somebody like what are you gonna do next how did you win and they're like we played a really good game we tried real hard <laughs> and you're
2: like we scored more
1: points okay. than them yeah, you're like, oh, I thought you were going to say something profound. <laughs> like, I,
0: th- I think that, but
1: he's a great actor.
0: I feel like the expectation that they have to say something profound is maybe what's
1: yeah. getting
3: you. Like, I don't know, they're just people. Sure. Like, I don't know. By the way, Lisa, he's in Dune Part Two as the I know. Prince. I'm so excited! Very excited! I'm very oh, man. excited that. Him, oh, him and Florence God. Pugh. Are gonna, gonna I kill heard. It. Yeah, I'm If that
2: movie that. gets nominated, it oh,
3: will. it's going to win. It's
1: going to win. Yeah, if I have anything to say about it, and I don't. Yeah, I
0: don't. it's going to win a lot of Rewindies that year. Damn it. <laughs>
1: to be able to s- sweep the Rewindies. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, best act. No, Palmer, you do actor. Awesome. Butler. OK, uh, best actress. I'm going to give to Michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere all at once, uh, which her. Whereas Cate Blanchett's Lydia Tar has absolutely stuck with me and will continually mm-hmm. live in my head. Michelle Yeoh's like keeps sneaking up on me, and like even though I didn't love the movie, their perform these three performances like keep coming back into my mind, and so and I think that that's very important.
1: Mm-hmm. I picked Kate Blanchett.
3: Right. Yep, it's funny. You went with my darling, and I'm going with Tim's and Kate Blanchett, <laughs> Tar. Yeah, I love her. She's just unbelievable. Palmer. Palmer. Uh, I'm going with Rooney Mara. Nice. That's out of the box Palmer. Strikes again. Mm -hmm. I love it.
0: Uh, (laughs) Best writing I'm giving to the Banshees of Inershin.
3: Inershin.
1: I did E-E-A-A-O. (laughs) A-I-O-U.
3: A-I-O-U. Yeah, I -I -I Uh, I went with Tar. Nice. Good choice. The script is brilliant. Dialogue and everything.
2: I went with women talking. Talking. Tarking. Tar-king.
0: <laughs> Best director, I'm giving to Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans.
1: I did too. <laughs> even though I didn't even see it. I was just like a Steven Spielberg. He,
2: Spielberg bias. What happened what happened to not giving it to someone just from thirsting,
3: Lisa? Oh yeah. You know how I feel <laughs> about Steven he's a very, Spielberg. He's a very Just pre-man. over
1: here thirsting.
3: <laughs> and do you know what he do you know what he called everything ever all at once? Brilliant genius work. I'm just yeah. saying, just throwing it out there. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm changing
2: my best director then. <laughs> you should actually
0: no. see his reaction when they won is his hands in the air going, Yay.
1: Yeah. Like that's he, he like he's like, I got like, a million I, of these. Who cares? Yeah, no, true. He, was he's like, he was like, I learned a lot from watching the no, movie, know. and I was like, What? He doesn't. I know. You're yeah. right. he's like-
3: I guess we can anticipate more like sex toys and Spielberg movies is what I gathered from what he said about it. Ah. That was my takeaway. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like, I my, love uh, that part. <laughs>
4: it's my favorite part.
3: My favorite, uh, my director choice was actually uh, Joseph Kaczynski, of Top Gun Maverick. I felt he oh, had wow. a huge mountain to climb with this movie um, mm-hmm. and just completely nailed it. Like knocked it out of the park. It was just such an overwhelming, daunting task.
0: Is that an ironic joke? Because Tom Cruise is short. Yes. <laughs> the can chose be. best shirt. How Short
1: is Tom Cruise. Didn't we determine he's not that? Short?
0: No, he's like, like he regu- He's like a regular human height. Yeah,
1: like five nine or something. Yeah.
2: No, you're tall. Yeah. Seven yeah. or so 5'8?
0: So, I, I don't know. know. I'll look um, it up.
1: I guess that's short.
0: Uh, I'm gonna look it up before we do best picture. The anticipation.
2: Tom Cruise.
0: Since
1: I'm five foot one, everything is tall to me. So
2: you everything, go. everywhere, all at once, is taller than Lisa. He's 5'7". That's not bad. No, that's
1: short. I guess that is kind of small. I'm taller than Tom Cruise. By a Everyone is. Than him.
3: Yeah. That is. I'd be I like, mean, hey, Tom. Love but movies. can you jump song.
1: out of a plane? No. No. That's what I'm I, compensating I, no, for. Didn't, I didn't say it was better no, no. Than, Tom <laughs> than Tom Cruise. I, I those, those few I inches that make you feel normal
2: height. I could jump out of a plane. I'm smart enough not to.
0: There you go. That's true. There you go. Alright, so...
2: Somebody
3: tell Tom that, please. Down <laughs> Seriously. to
0: the money. The best picture winner for this year for uh, for me. I'll give it to Tar. It was my favorite movie of the year, so I'm doing Tar.
1: Um, I did not pick one, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say...
0: <laughs> this one was your favorite? My favorite
1: movie of the year was No. It, it was not on here, so I can't <laughs> say that, but out of this um, list... um. Come back to me. You okay. go, Jeff.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go a triangle of sad. No, I'm not gonna do that. Everything <laughs> ever all at once. Okay. Just to spite you guys. For triangle spite? Of sadness, it's so. your movie. Uh, but yeah, everything ever all at once. I love that movie uh, to pieces. So I, I just can't not. Basically.
0: And Palmer, what was your best picture?
2: Women talking. Women talking. And Lisa, what? back I, to you. Not
3: yeah, Avatar. Think,
1: all right. No, I again, go I like- love
2: Avatar, but i don't think it should win best picture it means the story wasn't there it's good
1: Mm. yeah you know what i'm gonna do a huge flip and say everywhere everything all at once i mean from this list it was like overall the best movie that i saw was it comparatively yes i love tar but i don't know that i would call it the best overall movie i saw from this list
0: i don't know the way okay. that i see it is that none of these none of these movies are getting real awards from us anyway so whatever uh, <laughs> I'm uh actually, actually i <laughs> i mail them out oh good for you um yeah <laughs> all right thank you well uh let's plug uh our stuff uh academy rewind F- facebook gmail twitter we don't actually have any of those things just twitter and gmail we don't check it no. Um, and so you can rate and review us on iTunes and find us all the places podcasts can be found. Thought Bubble Audio to find all of Thought Bubble Audio shows. Patreon. dot com slash Thought Bubble Audio to support all Thought Bubble thought Bubble Audio podcasts. Lisa, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at Twitter on Twitter at iltm podcast, and I'm on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can just search I Love That Movie.
3: Jeff hi what no i'm kidding uh i'm on twitter current underscore cinema is the new i've recently changed my handle to that because uh, i just started a movie podcast i've been dying to do one and it's called current cinema so go check that out and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts
0: fantastic
3: and watch it on youtube it's, it is a video podcast oh nice good good,
2: good. yeah right. i'm seeing you right now i'm just gonna listen thank you <laughs>
3: <laughs> well played, and, and that's, you know what? There's a lot of nudity in it too. So i I would just I'm just warning everybody. And that's, on that no, note, that's, I that's do the believe PCR. the
0: group from RRR is coming to take us off the stage. They're playing <laughs> us off. Bye, <laughs> bye.